everyone, and welcome back to The Suspense is Killing Us. It's me, your co-host, Kevin Clark. Sitting across from me. Grab his boat. There he is. It's me, Matt Lynch. There he is, Caddy Corner. We're COVID-free this week. Yeah. We thank, are. And thank yeah. God. Yeah, we had I, a little bit of a scare. It yeah. was it was a minor we scare. We weren't really. We, we I, had a runny, you have I had a runny nose and a sore throat for like a couple days, and if you look up the symptoms of COVID online, it says... That those are two of the symptoms, and then you take the self-assessment, and they're like, w- do you have any of these symptoms? And you click, yes, and it goes, go get a COVID test. Yeah. You have COVID. They, it's like, so, <laughs> I am Carvalho. So, you know, <laughs> my COVID results were negative, but my anxiety over getting COVID is apparently very positive. Very high. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, also, uh, it also extremely positive on beta cuckdom. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Soy boy it's beta positive for soy boy beta cuck. I know, because like, if I was a real tough guy, like uh, you would have just powered through it. I've been like, I, I let it rule my life. I let the paranoia of COVID yeah. rule my life. You're one of the sheep. You would have ripped your mask right off the moment you got that positive diagnosis I and just went to an, into a crowd because you're a man. To, right. I'm not, well, yeah, I'm... Unfortunately, not a steroid-riddled <laughs> douchebag like a maniac. <laughs> the man's man. Everybody gets it. <laughs> that uh, was yeah. a test. Did it, was that comfortable or not? Uh, it's extremely uncomfortable for about three seconds. Uh-huh. It's fine. Well, I won't do it then. It, yeah. But my, but I will say this because they, they do they stick the big swab way back into your uh-huh. nostrils and they did both of them and my man. For like the rest of the day, my sinuses were fucking clear. Oh, are you are you doing it to yourself now? I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. You know, not to like test for COVID, just to like uh, just to clear out those sinuses. You're gonna oh. lose. You're gonna lose one of them cotton swabs back there, and then oh yeah, that's, it's gonna, gonna go into your like, brain. It'll but be I like mean, Homer with that crayon. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what the, you get uh, real smart. That's what the fortune teller told me what happens. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. Wow, Ooh. they're usually not so specific. Yeah, she was very specific. Well, they're usually specific <laughs> if you pay them enough. Yeah, you uh, give them enough money, then they get into the specifics. Yeah, I had to trade my uh, my soul. No, it was my Alf Pogs. Oh, oh, but I, did, which, I know I did. I had to trade my Alf Pogs for that. Would you, you have really? preferred to give yeah. them your soul? Absolutely, yeah. I want those Alf Pogs back. <laughs> They're worth a lot of money. <laughs> I got a bunch of those in a safe with my Beanie Babies. Yeah. <laughs> Because they're going to be worth something. <laughs> Your Cabbage really Patch Kids. <laughs> that is a, that is an actual true story. My brother once uh, told me that he had a safe, a quote-unquote safe full of Beanie Babies. This was this was when the Beanie Babies thing was, was right. crazy. Got, I, the, I got the, a bunch of these the locked Beanie in Beanie Babies s- speculation market. And again, I, and I think I might have said this on this podcast before, but my brother is a lot of things, <laughs> but he's not a liar. Yeah. So, so you, do you think he still <laughs> he has, has a safe, safe full of Beanie, full Beanie Babies? It's a kid's college like fund right there. He's still just kind of like, come on, come on it's, back, Beanie Babies. It's going to come back around. It's going to come back around, the he's Beanie gonna, Babies. He's going to trade those Beanie Babies for Bitcoin any day now. <laughs> I can't believe he hasn't yet. <laughs> You get one one thousandth of a Bitcoin yeah. for all of them. I, I That's also $2 like to think billion it, dollars, Travis. <laughs> wow. I also like to think that it's like one of those Al Capone safes too, like a, a fucking walk-in <laughs> safe. It's a basement with a bunch of fucking shit on the ground, <laughs> broken bottles and stuff. Like the safe in Die Hard. It's a got giant, like nine layers of security. Well, it was a giant walk-in safe, but then just one old box of Beanie Babies <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> Just like a, is there a is there like a skeleton like reaching for it? <laughs> yeah. We're in. <laughs> We're sitting on a beach earning twenty percent of these beanie babies. <laughs> it's the time for miracles. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a quick reminder to everybody: your shit's not worth money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mine either. No. 
Uh, oh, the country's always been stupid. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's fun. A, it's a dumb place. That's fun to think about. Yeah. Speaking of your fortune teller. Oh? What? Go on. Fortune teller <laughs> figures quite prominently in our first film. That's right. We got around. I mean, I knew we were talking about it, but we wanted to pad it out a little bit longer sure. before we got to it. But we had a ready-made segue right in there. Yeah. yeah. And you blew it. And I also like. I don't think I blew it. You just did it. Huh? I now was, you're blowing it by talking about it. Yeah. I was afraid you that blew we were. It, not me. <laughs> you blew it. I was afraid we were going to have <laughs> to tie together all three of these movies just through through supernatural stuff alone mm. because these are all like we're. This is going to be our Halloween episode, and we wanted to. Get There's to fortune tellers in all three movies. That's a fortune teller theme, but also ghosts. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. really seemed like the no, third the one that I watched wasn't going to have ghosts nope, in it. It's it was going to be a different sort of thing. And then at the end, it's like, oh, it's a fucking ghost. Yeah, yeah. We um, got a ghost these in are, this. These are all murder movies. Murder mysteries, too. But they have a ghost. Yeah. We're murder mysteries it, with ghosts. I believe we've decided we are calling it Boo to a Kill. A boo to a Kill. <laughs> That's mine. I like that. Come at it's me. It's a Boo to a Kill. In, uh, you know how that happens in the movie, though, is he goes, they're in the blimp, and Grace Jones goes, what of you? And he goes, yeah, do a kill. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so good. <laughs> and the then Gra- Grace Jones goes, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty good. And she goes, oh, the name of the movie, it looks straight at the camera. And then they push a guy out of the blimp. <laughs> that movie. Like, My plan is to drive up real estate prices in Los Angeles or something. Yeah, he's Well, he's trying to he's trying <laughs> to corner the Silicon Valley uh, real estate right. and, and, and superconductor market. Yeah. And he, for the and KGB. He, and he does it by flooding an entire mine full of people and shooting them with an Uzi while yeah. they're getting flooded and laughing while he's doing it. The best the Bond first movie I ever saw line is in, Octo- is in Octopussy where Roger Moore is in, he's in bed with this uh, sexy lady and she's got an octopus tattoo on her and he goes, well, you know, what's that? And she goes, well, that's my little octopussy. And he does the most delicious double take you have ever seen Roger Moore do but it, it's only with his eyes he doesn't move his head it's unbelievable he, he kind of like he, he kind of just like looks to the side and looks back just is there ever it. a part in those Roger Moore James Bond movies where he just straight up looks at the camera and like no. shakes his head no there but I, a, uh, I totally wish there was because it's it, amazing uh, restraint there I mean he, he he could pull it off though I, I, I can't believe that, that, that that's not a thing. Yeah, I love I love the Roger Moore. Ones. Roger is so when I, great. When I watch those again, because I don't take those James Bond movies seriously at, at all. because yeah. it's hard. I do. It's impo- People do though. I, I do, but I love that. <laughs> but stuff. I mean, it's impossible to take. Like the, that's why I like the Daniel Craig ones kind of the least because mm-hmm. they're like Jesus they're very Christ. they're very much just like we are. It's a serious movie, and you're like it's James Bond. Jesus, it's James Bond. Fuck off. Get yeah. a have a gadget or something. He's seriously. like, no, we're gonna whip his balls for forty minutes instead. <laughs> uh, which is in the book it's, yeah, in the, it's in the book that's from the book casino sure. royale i was surprised when i read the book i'm like whoa it's this, symbolism the ball, the ball hitting is actually in the book the balls are a symbol for his masculinity the amazing uh, stuff that hasn't <laughs> been ported over from those books man I, I read them all again about two or three years ago and uh there's some really good stuff the, that's in those books that, that will never make it into a movie wow the, the ending the very last line of of casino royale is so fucking good <laughs> the bitch is dead the bitch is dead yeah, and that's what the book, in the movie the book no but that's where that's it ends. that's the last line of the book wow. that's the last line of the book and he's and he doesn't mean it in a way where he's like in the movie it's like he's sad she's dead and he's kind of pretending like oh the bitch is dead I'm sad about it in in the, in the book in he's the book, just like fuck her. in the book she was a double agent and she like uh, like goes and kills herself yeah because she because she's in love with James Bond and she's so upset about being a double agent she kills herself and then he finds out she's a double agent and he's like mad yeah and he and he that's where James Bond loses all emotions and he just goes the bitch is they're like how do you feel about that James Bond he goes the bitch is dead end of book yeah second to last line <laughs> how do you feel about that James Bond <laughs> 
It might be that. Ian Fleming's not the best writer. There's a there's a good scene in Live and Let Die because Live and Let Die in the movie famously is like the sort of black exploitation James Bond. Oh boy, I did not like that one. Well, I mean, you yeah, know, Yeah, the blows up in it though. That, which that, is I did good. like that part. Uh, it's, it's not one of the better ones, but I, I you know I like them all to one degree or another, I guess, except for a couple. But uh, but in the book, he, you know, James Bond goes to Harlem and he knows he knows something is amiss. Because he sees a black lady driving a car. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, what the fuck? And I won't use the word he uses to describe that woman. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but it's, a, uh, it's impressive. That's one of the like because a lot of the James Bond movies, for all kinds of reasons, you watch today and go like, oh boy, that's that doesn't you know that hasn't aged well. But that one in particular was a lot of like, God sure, damn, sure. we should do a big, we should do a big, <laughs> this was uh, a bad idea. James Bond, Patreon one of my favorites, one of Absolutely. my it, one of my top five uh, songs. I love the I love uh, Live and Let Die. It's a good song. <laughs> song Live and Let Die. Trump loves it too. Does he? Is that what he put on his? Is that no, what I mean, like he came out to Macho Man. There was a thing. There was a thing where you know, like a couple three months ago, where he went to visit a factory that was making PPE oh, right, and masks those, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they're playing. They're the playing Live and Let Die. Yeah. It's the Guns N' Roses version, yeah. <laughs> While COVID's going around. Yeah, and, and they're like walking. Yeah, yeah. They're walking around this factory with all these masked up people making masks, but they're not wearing masks. Jesus. It's playing Live and Let That's Die. Right. And then it cuts to a a bird and it does a double take. Yeah, <laughs> the bird's wearing a mask. Pigeon does a double take. There's the drunk guy. He like takes. That, it, he like looks at his the, bottle. Is the same scene in Moonraker? Is there a drunk guy and the, the yeah, bird double the, take? Yeah, the, the, it's the Venice. It's the Venice gondola hovercraft the scene. The pigeon double take is my favorite. The pigeon does a double take, and Boy. then the guy. There's a guy who's like you know sitting at a cafe, and he like he sees the yeah. James Bond go by in the hovercraft gondola, and he like looks at his booze, and he's like, oh jeez. <laughs> but that guy is in. Uh, he's in Spy Who Loved Me, Moonraker, and For Your Eyes Only, back to back to back, doing the same gag, and it's yeah. the same actor. Awesome. Awesome. I, Same I, actor. I like to think he was Roger Moore's flatmate and he was getting him some, right. some work. <laughs> I went back and watched a bunch of these James Bond movies that I hadn't seen or hadn't seen in a long time over the last year. And I got to tell you, Moonraker the best. is fucking awesome. It's rad. I mean, right? it's one of the stupidest movies you'll ever see, but it oh, is yeah. amazing. Kevin and I and did a whole feature-length commentary for Moonraker that do. you could listen oh, to. Is wow. that around somewhere? Uh, I think it's probably hidden buried somewhere on the Scarecrow website. Yeah, I bet we'll, I could find it. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll post it up somewhere just to you know, post a link up just because it was it was fun to record. It was recorded on my birthday in like 2013. <laughs> That's right. Because <laughs> you forget that all the um, pretty much all of the James Bond movies, to one degree or another, are like top pinnacle of uh, basically technological. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. And huge, huge, huge budgets for all along the Moonraker way. Moonraker cost thirty six million dollars at the time. In that is a lot of money. A- yeah, it was. No, it was uh, yeah, eighty eighty three. I think. Yeah, early eighties. I think. No, it was, it was earlier than that. It was anyway. eighty or eighty. It was post Star Wars, but it wasn't like seventy nine. Seventy nine. Sorry, that's so much money for then, and and it's really on screen. Like the special effects are incredible. Yeah. And and it's th- crazy stupid throughout the whole thing too. Like I, like what it. is this Magnificent Seven parody doing in the middle of the movie? <laughs> it's so like, good. I was like halfway through watching it, and I was on. Uh, I was like, hmm, am I gonna buy the Blu-ray for this? Jaws and the girl <laughs> waving goodbye at the Fantastic. end. Fantastic. And I just like, and it's supposed up? to be a happy ending, but you're like, they're gonna die, I think, in space. No. I don't know. It's a great movie. No, it's just funny. But it's just funny. It's like, oh, Jaws became a comic relief. Uh, People like Jaws so much that they just made him a good guy. That guy, yeah. the, the bad move. guy in that movie, has the best James Bond like villain dialogue. The only guy, the only person who has better villain James Bond dialogue is is fucking Hank Scorpio in The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he goes, "Sorry, I don't have it in individual packets." Yeah, James Bond shows up on the space station that this guy has, <laughs> and he goes, "Mr. Bond, you arrive with the tedious inevitability of an unloved season." Brilliant, uh, the great Michael Lonsdale. <laughs> 
Speaking of unloved seasons. Uh, anyway, we were, yeah. we were going to talk about these ghost we movies. We were so close to segueing into it. <laughs> but let's do it now. It's, so, time to, it's time to get scary. We're starting with 1990s Jost. Sorry, Ghost. 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 Yep. What are our three movies today? Ghost, What Lies Beneath, and The Gift. Both of those from 2000. 2000. And I liked all of them, but it turns out that I'm that that's not the case, I think, for all of us. I, so that's I, interesting I, I like all three of these to one degree don't, or another. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't hate any of them. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't have. I have very. I don't have any very strong opinions about any of them. Really, we'll find out. I guess. Wow. Yeah, I think the gift is vastly superior to the other two, but still not like a masterpiece or anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. we'll get. We're, we're we'll gonna get do the there. gift last. Uh, I the, all three of these movies, actually, the gift, but uh, the other two are are too damn long. <laughs> They're both over. The ghost is over two hours long. The gift is like just under two. Yeah. I watched Ghost and not, still too long. I watched Ghost not too long ago, just because Sophie and I were like, I think that that song came on a, on a playlist somewhere, and we were like, oh, I haven't seen Ghost in a long time. Let's watch Let's watch Ghost, and then so I've seen Ghost twice in like the last five months or mm. something. I, I might watch it again. In a, <laughs> remember how when it came out on v, remember how it came out on video, the tape was white. Uh, oh, the actual tape yeah, itself. Yeah. I don't remember that. Very much I like kn- this movie is extremely white. What's the matter? Seems like a. Whenever anything good in my life happens, I'm just afraid I'm going to lose it. I really love you. What do you want? Somebody! Somebody! Somebody help us! What's happening? It's like I think about you every minute. It's like I can still feel you. The problem with you is you still think you're real. It's all up here now. You want to move something, you got to move it with your mind. <laughs> Molly, why can't you hear me? Who is that? You can hear me? Can you hear me? Oh, Sam Wheat. Say my name. Say it. Leave me alone. Say my name. Say it. Say it. Hello? I get a message from Sam. Oh yeah, God cute, Almighty! Cute but white. Cute but white. <laughs> the quintessential <laughs> white but cute. White, white movie. but cute. Yeah, oh, sorry. But that, anyway, that's, right. my, that's my entire letterbox review from yeah. the last time I watched this. White but cute. But, uh, I, but I loved it. There are two. Yeah. yeah, there are two things I two things I absolutely love about this movie. Mm. Uh, Unchained Melody. Yeah. Sure. Fuck, just an amazing song. The sure. scene itself is not very good. Okay, memorable. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, but the the song I'm just like, oh yeah, that song's fucking have a great. Skittle. Uh, well, yeah, we got some skittles, skittles here because Skittle. brought us some little skittles packets. Got some skittles, some Halloween packets, fun packs. Oh, first, I open these up. First thing I see, two green skittles. What the fuck is this? And the worst green, skittle. And the green, now. the greener green apple now, which sucks. What? Not lime You're out of your mind. Are you kidding me? That yeah, is that is not a lime anymore. Marrying up. No, it is not. I love green apples. You apple. can't do lemon lime combos. You now. people are out of your goddamn mind. Anyway, they're not as good as the lime ones. So he's right. Unchained melody. It tastes like now and later's. I'm that's, not into that's it. That's fine. <laughs> I'm not into this. Unchained Melody and uh, and Whoopi Goldberg, Bananas. who is awesome in this movie. Whoopi Goldberg is great. This is a movie where you. I went in the last time the, when we watched it several months ago, and I was kind of like, oh yeah, in my mind going, remember how Whoopi Goldberg won an Oscar for Ghost? And then you watch this movie, and you, I'm like, I don't think this movie is very good. I think this movie has a lot of problems, but Whoopi Goldberg is the best thing she's in the movie. She's whooping it up. She's great. When she shows up, wait, what did you say? You said whenever she's not on screen, everybody should be saying, "Where's, Where's Whoopi? Whoopi?" It is actually a, a quintessential example of that because there's a huge like her character is introduced pretty late in the like forty minutes into the yeah. movie, and then and then she's there for a while, and then there's a long period where she's not in there, and you really feel it. You're like, "Wait, mm-hmm. what?" <laughs> yeah, 
and she this shows is up the again. Goldberg well, the, movie the, now. Why is she not? She in shows this up movie? again, and you go, "Oh, thank God!" Yeah, and then she's in it for the rest. <laughs> the yeah, two yeah. the two protagonists in this movie are very boring. Yeah, yes. and they and they it, it's like it's it's a romance, you know, from beyond kind of thing. And the two leads do not. I would I would say no. lack chemistry is putting it kindly. That's I don't not the way I'd put it. I'd put, I'd say they're both bad. They're bad, badly written characters and badly performed characters. But I think, I, yeah, I think part of it is that they don't work as a couple for me, really. I think they're both... Oh, they're attracted to each other. But I think that, like, I think, yeah, they're both attractive, but I think it feels like if he hadn't died, and then their... Their relationship would have fizzled out eventually. Right, it's, a, it's about to in this. There's even parts where she's <laughs> like, ah, what about that chair? And he's like, I like the chair. And then he's like... I fell asleep during Macbeth or whatever, and you're like, eh, she should just break up with this guy. He kind of sucks. Even they though both, he does they both look, suck. He does look like Patrick Swayze, though, so maybe stick with him for a while. Patrick Swayze is fun to follow along as he's being being a ghost and learning how to be a ghost. That's all my favorite stuff. Mm. But he's like, anytime he has to do any like very broad emotional acting, it's rough. It's, it's fucking great. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. Like when he first finds out that he's this happens like three times, three or four times in the movie, but we're like he can't believe what's happening. Like oh my god, he's because he'll be like looking down at his body and and he'll yeah. just be doing this like huh what what but I what and it's like it's laughable. It's it's yeah. incredible. Was, was this the highest grossing movie of 1990? Had to be. It's it's, it's not nominated huge. for best picture up there. Yeah yeah, it was huge, huge, huge. This movie. Yeah. I, I I mean, watch. I hadn't watched it in 20 years, and I still remembered. So much of it. Yeah, I like, saw this is baked into my brain. Yeah, this was like a favorite of like my mom's. This was when we watched a lot when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Um, yeah, one it was of like a fa- it was, it was a kind of a thing brothers? we. I'd, fa- I'd be at like a grandparents' house or something, and the whole family was like, "Ah, put in ghosts." So, I mean, I've, I saw ghosts probably eighty times did, as a kid. Did Jerry Zucker get nominated for this? No, I don't. I don't think so. I think it's a, one of those cases of a movie being directed or nominated for a picture, but not director. And oh. It's like, and that's fine. That's yeah. that's fine. I mean, it, I it, think it's. I think it, it, honestly it, fine. it honestly shouldn't have been nominated for best <laughs> picture. That's, but that's you could say for a bunch. This movie deserves <laughs> nominations for Whoopi Goldberg, special effects. Uh, Best use know, of unchained melody, editing. and that's it. <laughs> the special effects are great. <laughs> the special effects are great, but I, they're okay. But I laugh. Uh, I liked a lot of the them. special effects are they're, they're they're actually kind of shoddy, but they work because it's like in the ghost world, so it's kind of yeah. like okay, yeah, it's ethereal. But there's a part when the fucking hell shadows come up. Oh. I remember that being scary when I was a kid. But when they come up, did you guys did you guys think the screams were funny? The the groans. You know how they did them? Ah, uh, it sat, it was seriously felt like it was outtakes from like a. Naked Gun or something. It's like no, oh, they're ah. So I liked it. It's like Rex Harrison at the it's, end of Un- Unfaithfully Yours. Uh, he's like murder. Yeah. And now it sounds like his wife. Yeah. It's just a, it was. It's really. It was making me laugh at a point where I'm like, I guess I should be scared. So the re- the way they actually did those, their 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 baby cries played backwards and slowed way down. Well, see, that's you know, awesome. That's that's cre- the story behind it is creepier than the way they yeah. sound. I think they me. sound very creepy. Yeah. Well. Maybe well, they, we maybe disagree that's just on part green of, skittles and this. <laughs> I disagree. I, the the green skittles thing is a thing that I ca- I can't like nobody agrees you with me on that one. Uh, we'll do. We're gonna no, do. I, I have to truck with it because I'm the only one that holds this opinion. Oh. It, Which like, is what every, again? Uh, like people preferred the lo- the lime flavor for the green skittles. Yeah, and, and, I and you love, don't. I love. Uh, a you sour like the green apple? apple. Uh, well, I love I'm not saying flavor. the green apple's bad. I'm just I'm not into it. It's ruining my skittles experience. A lemon and a lemon flavor is similar to a lime. Since we're since we're on the topic, since we're off topic on this topic. Do you uh do you eat how do you eat your skittles one at a time like a psychopath or like a bunch at a time like a both. fruit salad I do both I do I mix it up yeah I eat them in every conceivable I, way I just eat them as a in a handful 
Yeah, basically. And like when the first time I realized I had some and I realized they'd switched the green apple, I was like, something's fucking wrong with these Skittles. Like they tasted weird. <laughs> it was like this isn't the this isn't the the fruit medley that it's normally in my mouth. And I realized it was the green apple. So maybe that's why I don't like it because it like really just it threw me off. A lot of people might be just complaining about it because it's something that's different. But I, I don't I, like change. I, think, I fear change yeah, too. Yeah. Let, me fear, try, especially let me try. Especially when it comes one right to candy. Now. I've just uh, historically always loved the green you apple what, candy though? flavor. It's okay separately. It's okay, but as a, in a in a grouping, no. I don't usually do a huge. If <laughs> I don't, people if know I've the difference between apple cider and apple juice, but I do. <laughs> I'm very deliberate with. So maybe I am like a psychopath with my skittles because I'm not so much like just pour haphazardly pour skittles into my hand and then pop them in there. I'll do like a deliberate <laughs> combo where I'm like. Oh, I'm doing red. No, no, no. And, I'm doing red and purple this time. Oh, maybe I'll throw in a little orange. Let's yeah. see what that like. I'm thinking about. No, it. no, deliberate combo is fine. That's you're. That's a connoisseur. Yes, a psychopath is someone who lines up their skittles <laughs> and then eats one at a time. Nobody does that. While who staring does that? At, if you do that with your skittles, you probably have killed before. That's what I'm saying. It starts. It starts with skin and neighborhood with, cats. <laughs> then skittles. Then skittles. <laughs> and now you're Ted Bundy. Look at look into any serial killer. That's how they yep, eat their skittles. One hundred percent. It's in the police files, people. Then you become a psychopath like Patrick Swayze's best friend in Ghost. <laughs> Tony Goldwyn. Tony a guy Goldwyn. who has played way more nice guys than bad guys, but every time I see him now, because of this movie, I'm like, he's up to something. Every time every time I see Tony Goldwyn, I think that he's... Uh, <laughs> every time I see Tony Goldwyn, it's the, the guy sleeping in the parking lot. And, oh, <laughs> Tony, the, what happened? Who's the guy that's... Uh, fuck, who's the guy I get him mixed up with? Who's Aiden, in like, Aiden Quinn. Aiden Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> every time I see Aiden They're Quinn or Tony person. Goldwyn, I'm like... The, that's the is that the guy from Ghost? And then I see Aiden Quinn and go like, that's the guy who's from Blink. Bl- in Blink. No, wait. Ah, fuck. They're the yeah. same fucking person. They're the same person. You you will not you never see, see them in the same room. room at I rewatched the same time. I rewatched this and Legends of the Fall pretty close together, and I was like, for half halfway through Legends of the Fall, I'm like, that isn't the same guy from Fuck. That's it's a different not, guy. It isn't, is it? It's, no, it's, it's no, insane. It's, it's a different how, guy. How, it's insane how they're the same person. They're like, the same they person. Are so the you same could person. you could switch. You could just like switch their, them out in a movie. Nobody would know the difference. You wouldn't be able to tell. Aiden Quinn would be just as as uh, he'd be acting exactly the same in Ghost as the Tony. Ultimate Goldwyn. lateral move. <laughs> we couldn't get Goldwyn, but we got Quinn. So, well, you didn't even need to <laughs> tell me, me that. Quinn oh. <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> everyone, everyone that works with either one of them just calls him Goldwyn Quinn, <laughs> just to cover their bases because nobody's going to be able to remember who it is. Uh, so yeah, Tony Goldwyn is like a real piece of shit in this. Yeah, although he's their best friend. Yeah, he's a, he's, he's helping them. Like at the beginning of the movie, he is helping them with some real arduous like uh, remodeling. He's like got a yeah. fucking sledgehammer. There's that one really arduous, good shot but, at the beginning of this cute. when they're moving the the sculpture in through the window. Yeah, and then the guy's like, "Hey, where do you want this mirror?" And she's like, "Over there." And then the camera pulls back, and the shot was in the mirror the whole time. Oh yeah. wow! There are some Pretty clever. Cool. There are some clever shots in this. Yeah. There is some clever like uh, filmmaking for a guy who you would expect to. I mean, who, who actually did a lot of clever filmmaking? Sure. But you would yeah, top secret, jo- is but jokes. Goddamn right. Technical he's masterpiece. For, yeah, but he's known. He's known for ga- for gags. Sure, sure. So you wouldn't, you know. But it, in Ghost, it's not. It's it is gags, but it's not supposed to be like a joke. Right. <laughs> you know, like there's there there's there's a, a, there's a bit after Patrick. Patrick Swayze gets shot where he's like, I guess I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing glue. And then the guy the guy unplugs the thing and he's like, Whoa. Just kidding. 
<laughs> I'm afraid Patrick Swayze will have to be shot. <laughs> we'll have to do a, Demi is getting larger. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to do a Zaz episode on our Patreon someday. Mm, that's a good idea. We'll do Top Secret any goddamn time. We can I do know, that in an airplane because we can, I, then we can actually have a debate on which I, is the better movie. I say, oh. we, I say uh, we just do the. I say we just do the trilogy. Yeah, we do Airplane, Top Secret, and Naked, Naked Gun. Gun. Jeez, yeah. I mean, I'm, every one of those be a movies real is miserable a week. What a miserable <laughs> week of movie anyway, watching. All those Patreons would be is just reciting the jokes to each other anyway. And going, that joke's good too. Here's well, another good joke. Well, we'll do it. Let's find out. Anyway, uh, Ghost but, is but, not but, as funny. Well, not it is. Funny. It's it's when unintentional. When it's unintentionally funny in tar- in parts. And then when, when Whoopi's on, she's actually genuinely funny. There's a there's a part in it um, where uh, <laughs> one of the reasons that that we enjoyed p- picking this movie for this podcast is it fits into this podcast surprisingly well. Yeah, because a lot of this movie is like a financial thriller. So like, boring. <laughs> you could you could actually take the supernatural part out and have it be like Patrick Swayze is. Th- thought to be murdered or disappeared or something and like he's solving his own it murder it wouldn't change the plot at all like you would it would change some of the uh, details like you know Whoopi would have to be not a fortune teller who sees ghosts or something sure but like it would be the same movie, and it's just it's just that Tony Goldwyn had him popped so he because he, he was about to find out that he was embezzling money well, from the from some the company, sort of right? he, he was involved he was key card. he actually just needed his wallet but right. this guy the guy that Tony Goldwyn hired. Uh, Fuck, whose name I forgot. It, they say it a ton of times. He yeah. lives in the same neighborhood as Whoopi's character. Yeah. Um. He uh, he like just was he overzealous and yeah. he shot him because Patrick Swayze was like fighting back or whatever. Yeah. So instead of just stealing his wallet and getting the codes like he was supposed to, he killed him. Although Tony Goldwyn takes it, he's still he seems like kind of okay with it. Yeah. Because he like, did. God he, damn it! You killed my friend. You Anyways, killed, you killed my friend. Well, I'm gonna make a move on his girl now. Right. Which is partially, I think, to get to the codes, but also partly because I think he's like a creep. Yeah. Maybe it's it's. And Demi is into it. <laughs> she's a, she's a little bit, and then she's like, "It's too soon." It's like, give it another week. <laughs> it's too soon. You know, I loved him, but I mean, we weren't even married. And you get the feeling at the beginning of this movie that maybe we were only had only been dating for even less than a they, year. Yeah. They weren't married, and most of the scenes before like they were he, still working out a lot of yeah. like real pre- preliminary kinks in their relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> most of the scenes before he dies are them kind of arguing. Yeah, like, I found that amazing. Considering like, how much of this movie is just sort of like this is a love for the, for the ages, ages. Right. it transcends time and, and space. He's saying yeah. he knows that there's heaven, right? And he's like, I'm not, not yet, because I gotta stay for for Molly. Speaking of which, I've got a lot of stuff to say about that particular dynamic in Ghost. What's that? Uh, just the fact that there is a heaven and what that indicates. And, <laughs> and, and, and now and, Whoopi and Goldberg way- knows there's heaven too. All right, I'll just get to it now so I don't forget. Yeah, let's so, do it. Uh, so at the end of the movie, all right, the whole the whole point of this movie is Patrick Swayze gets killed because of this financial the shenanigans. financial shenanigans also <clears throat> involving drug dealers, probably the mafia that Tony Goldwyn's involved with. $4 million, blah blah blah. And uh and Patrick Swayze gets killed and then he's not he doesn't go, but he doesn't go away. He becomes a ghost because he's got unfinished business and that unfinished business is protecting Demi Moore from these people who are going to try to hurt her now. And so he, he spends the whole movie trying to protect Demi Moore to keep her alive. Moving pennies. Moving pennies around. Dude, he goes through a lot to keep Demi Moore alive from he being to killed. He talked to Vincent Schiavelli a couple of times. Yeah. Meanwhile, he knows that there's a heaven the whole time. He sees it as soon as he's dead. Like, heaven comes down and is like, what do you think? You want to come on up? And he's like, oh, give it a little Then he goes to the hospital and that other old guy goes, is like, check it out. That dude's going to heaven over there. Yeah. And he sees it. So yeah. Virtually everyone goes to heaven. Yeah. I mean, uh, clearly, well, sex out of wedlock does not mean that you don't go to heaven. Sure. We right. see them doing it in this movie. Right. Uh, basically, all you have to do to go to hell is kill someone. It seems like murdering is the yeah. only thing that'll get you to go to hell. So we're all going to heaven. Patrick Swayze knows that it's Shit. there. Shit. Wait a minute. It, an eternity of paradise, and uh, and Demi Moore, and he's concerned that Demi Moore is going to get killed. 
And so at the very end, he's like, "Here, skittle dropping. This is so good." So at the very end, she sees him going up to heaven, and yeah. <laughs> she actually sees heaven come down. Right. So they don't explain why. He's it's like, oh, "Hi, it's love. me. I'm it's a ghost. They're in love so Heaven's hard. coming down. Uh, Gotta I go." Sorry, I could have let, just let that guy kill you and you could have come to eternal paradise a little earlier. Oh. But now you're going to p- presumably have a, at least one husband. It's going to get real complicated when I, quote, see you mm-hmm. in 60 years when you come back up here and meet right. up with me. That'll be, but maybe that's an instant for him, you know? It's going to absolutely be an instant for him, but then she's going to be like, oh, yeah, sorry. I, sorry, Sam Wheat. I, uh, you know, Sam Wheat. I found another guy. It's, a, it's quick. a fitting name. Yeah. Because that's the guy. If anybody gets white bread, Sam yeah. wheat white bread, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. And seriously, I uh, have a I have a question it, about the financial stuff in this movie. Well, before mm-hmm. before you get too okay. far off of the, the that's that my one of my one of the things I the pro, my problems with Ghost is is that and actually if you read Roger Ebert's review, he talks about that a lot. Is sort of like so he died and he knows that there's heaven and hell and stuff. Why would he care about? earthly stuff you know it's that kind of that kind of thing where you're like the sooner he gets up here the better now but also but also why would he like you know he's he's now beyond life on earth and so there's more it's sort of like the movie is like a lot of movies on here where it's like two kinds of movies that they went how about these two and you go like well you made uh more of one half-assed movie instead of two more interesting movies maybe um uh, with the know. thriller being mixed with the thing, I mean, I think it's fine. I think this movie's fun, yeah. but I think that like the heaven and hell stuff, you're kind of like, wow, well, yeah, what's that all about? And all the ghost shit, like I kind of without the financial thriller element, I kind of almost that I mean, even if he doesn't like go to heaven, if he's sticking around for her or whatever, yeah, the the whole movie could be just a drama, yeah. But it turns into a thing where he's got to get revenge, yeah, he's got to, and he's like pushing a guy around and punching him with his ghost powers. Yeah, he learns how shit. to he learns how like, to touch okay. stuff as a ghost. Sure, that's great. the best scene in the movie where Vincent Schiavelli sort of starts to teach him how to be a ghost. Angrily really teaches him, no, you do it wrong. But I like that get scene. Off of my that's, box. that's got the best like the best sort of dramatic moment in the whole movie where he realizes that Vincent Schiavelli is crazy. He's like, oh, this guy stuck around too long, and now this is what happens. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, I got to make sure that I don't stick around. Yeah. You know what I mean? He yeah. like finish he, the unfinished business, and, and then I got I got to go because otherwise I'm going to wind up like this asshole. Yeah. And then Demi Moore and Whoopi Goldberg are going to go the rest of their lives knowing for a fact yeah. that heaven and hell exist, and that they're probably going to go to heaven. So what is well, life I mean, it even like? It didn't. Uh, it didn't affect Indiana Jones too much. It really did. Well, actually, Indiana Jones doesn't get a confirmation on any kind of heaven. That's true. He just heaven knows. That he just knows that there is a god. Essentially, yeah. that's you know. But that's it, pretty it, good. It could be like a sort of Jewish sort of thing where there still is no heaven. You know, that, his classes he, were real preachy after. He that. does. He does know <laughs> that. <laughs> uh, that's what they should have done with that character. He definitely knows that God up. is vengeful and angry. He yes. knows that. I can 100% confirm God is angry and vengeful, yeah. and uh, you know what? Don't look at him. Yeah. Is he, though? Because the, the holy water healed his, his dad, true. who was shot with the Nazi That's bullets. True. That's so. true. That is the, the benevolent side of God. It's like in, yeah. I like he the, should be a Bible thumper. When they're, when they're <laughs> right. in the catacombs, and Ilsa is like, what's that? Ark of the Covenant? Are you sure? Pretty sure. <laughs> Pretty sure. He should just be one of the, like, in, in Crystal Skull, he should be one of those fucking lunatics who yeah. lives out the rest of their days in a cave, just <laughs> waiting for death so they can go to heaven, because he knows it's there. It's like the Last Jedi Luke Skywalker version of Indiana <laughs> <Yeah>. Jones. <laughs> but like crazy. Yeah. Like too much. He, I know too much. No more news. Too much knowledge. <laughs> too much knowledge. 
I mean, if you knew that there was a heaven and that you were going, your life just immediately becomes nothing. You have no, no such thing as fear. Yeah. You don't fear death. That's like a huge thing that, pe- that human beings have going through life, and yeah. then you just don't have that anymore, and you're just waiting for it to be over with. But you're afraid of Demi Moore getting hurt, maybe, because the, then she'll go to heaven. Because this stuff is still... Because then the, the, the Turns thriller, out she murdered somebody the, once. Oh, no. Yeah, she gets dragged out. She's like, yeah, ah! I, killed, I killed a guy. What else? Killed a guy in the seventh grade. Yeah. You he know caught what, me though? lining up my Skittles one at a time, you know what, so I had, he had I, to go. I, I did it just to watch his expression change. <laughs> Willie Lopez uh, goes to hell because he did kill him. Yeah. Tony Goldwyn didn't kill anybody. He set it up, though. He and he was going to kill her. But, that's what, but I'm just saying, like, where, where's the line, people? Yeah. Like, is it like that he kind of went... Because he also didn't mean for him... To sure. get killed, he was like, he's like, my plan was for him not to get killed. So are they looking at that in the book, or going like, well, he didn't kill the guy, so, but he did, he did tell, have was, him uh, get robbed, but and he, he got killed, he but it was go to a, hold a, a, hold a knife out and go say to a ghost, hey, stop fucking around with me, or I'm gonna kill your girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the, I'm, I'm saying he's a jerk at the end, but is that is that well, is those, being those is being demons, a real jerk? Those demons seem pretty hungry. Remember, they're just like looking for any opportunity. Like, oh, we got this one. We or he's not actually a murderer, but he threatened to murder. This is good enough. Here's my <laughs> here's my thought: is that it doesn't have anything to do with the actions. Mm-hmm. It's just how it's intent. It's how no, no. It's it's nothing at all. It's how weirdly violent your death is because both of the people we get seen drugged to help. <laughs> Willie Lopez is is crushed by two cars. <laughs> yeah. He's like cut in half by two, two cars. No, that's not what happens to him at all. He, no, he, oh, he gets, there's like, a shot of that that makes it look like he's going to get crushed between two no, cars. He goes flipping, and then out he of goes him. flying out of no, it. His that's go- his ghost. No, that's his ghost. Oh, that's dude. his ghost. Yeah. Oh, okay. The ghost, ghost goes, gets squirted. And out. he's crushed. That's he's creepy. He is slammed and cut in two by yeah. two cars. Gets dragged down to hell. The next guy we see die is window, Tony Goldwyn, yeah. who gets a fucking. <laughs> Giant pane of glass jammed into his gut. A gout blood of blood sprays up. I think up. that would have taken a lot longer to kill him. Probably. The point is, it's a yeah. very weird and gruesome death. Yeah. And so I think that's how you get taken to hell. Is like, like he just got uh, Patrick Swayze just got shot, and they're like, yeah, just getting shot. Everybody just gets shot. Just go everybody to just gets go to shot. heaven. Oh, this was a weird death. You're coming right, to hell because right. everybody in hell is going to be like, how'd you get here? Well, you see, I was I was using my lawnmower, and I just <laughs> I just decided to without turning it off get in there, and whoops, now I'm here. You know, <laughs> I, I, wanted, I also I wanted... had a Final Destination <laughs> style death. I got cut in yeah, half. Yeah, everybody in Final Destination hell. is in hell because. Alan Pakula is in hell. Is oh, in hell. Shit. Oh, no. Alan Pakula, no. no. <laughs> God damn it. I was Just I, by default. I, I was sort of wondering what the deal is with, like, why, like, you were saying he's wearing that shirt the whole time. Like, why do you get to, why do you wear, as a ghost, do you have the clothes you died in? You become yeah. like Bart Simpson. I was, was kind of hoping for like more of a Beetlejuice thing where like you're walking around and you're just like, this is what you look like now. Like the guy gets cut in half and now he's just in half. Oh, well, yeah. no, in Beetlejuice, so they're wearing the same clothes. Still, yeah. I was just like, I was hoping for something a little more like that. But like, they also, in Beetlejuice, can do stuff. They like sure. can do ghost things. And then Ghost, he's like, I'm a ghost. And it's like, this is the most amazing thing that's ever happened to me. What can I do? Well, I can teach you how to push a penny. <laughs> well, what else can I do? Anything like cool? No. No. Oh, well, you can type really fast. Well, I might as well just go to heaven then. I wanted a bunch. I wanted more people that like had evidence of their like. I wanted a guy with like a paper, like a plastic bag wrapped around his head and a belt. Like, he was his pants are off. He's just died jerking Jesus off. You know, yeah. shit like the that. The bag and I the do. belt come with him. Yeah, and become sure. part of his kit. Well, yeah. I mean, if his clothes do, that's true. Yeah. I mean that is one of the funniest uh, things in Beetlejuice is like you see a guy, the guy who works in the yeah. afterlife, and he's like flattened because he got run over got by run a steamroller or something. I mean, like it's what's her name uh, is uh, yeah, she's their, got their caseworker. She's like smoking. She's, she's got, got like the, little, the, got the trick hole. hole. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, yeah. you know, that's a bit more that's a bit more Zucker-esque, I would argue. <laughs> I know, yeah. He's I, trying to move away from that. I think he I was guess. trying to not be. He's like, let's not let's make this not funny. And it, he did not enough slide whistles in I this mean, movie. W- the, it's a, it was a step in the right <laughs> direction to make this less funny by casting two super bland leads. Seriously, because I mean, I, I I've liked Pat, I like Patrick Swayze and things, and I like Demi Moore, but I think they both have the ability to also be very boring Quite to watch. True, this yeah. is this is really not Swayze's <laughs> wheelhouse. I think no. I think he's more of kind of like a badass action guy. I like him in point break roadhouse mode. I'll take Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. Like that works really well. And this one any any of the heavy lifting he has to do, he fails so hard. Mm-hmm. It's kind of it's kind of fun, honestly, cuz yeah. there was a couple there's like three moments that I, had, I had this movie just baked into my brain from childhood and I was like, I know that there's another one of those emotional mm. moments coming up where <laughs> and, and you watch it and you're like, "Wow. Look at wow." Why did? How did they call cut on that and then go? That's good, <laughs> good Patrick. Uh, I guess you're scene, the big star. That scene right in the now. restaurant where where uh, Whoopi Goldberg's trying to basically help con- help Patrick Swayze convince her that he's a ghost. Yeah. There, oh yeah. And that scene is awful. Demi Moore is so bad in it. Yeah. And she just goes from like, "What am I doing here?" to like yelling at Whoopi Goldberg, and then like. She pivots immediately back to like maybe he is really here, and then the next scene they're friends, and it's just yeah, awful. Her her whole her whole thing, any act any actor would have trouble with it. I it think is a because terribly it, written because character. it's yeah. like because she has to because she should just believe her pretty much right yeah. away because she's telling the her things that she says she's saying no one no one else would know, and yeah. she the should green be, panties. She yeah. should she should be like whoa, how does this woman know this? That Whether there's a ghost or not, this is really crazy. And Stephen Roots, she goes to Stephen Root, Stephen the Root. cop, who's like, yeah, they got all kinds of ways of finding out. This, but, like, seriously, no, they though. Don't. Not, not, no, not they don't. No, they don't. They do not have ways of finding that. Uh, so she should just, but then she's like expected to like believe her, not believe her, believe her, maybe not, n- angrily not believe her, and then and then they're and then their buddies running away from a psycho at the end. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, really like then are. it just turns into a, sort of a dumb chase movie. It's at a the straight end. up like thrill where they're like running yeah. along the the rafters. They're in, the I mean, they're even stuff. in like a they're in like a, you know the old. It's not a warehouse, but it's like the you know it's like just a generic like. Uh, Empty apartment, spark factory. Yeah, essentially, it's not a spark factory, but yeah. it's like the same kind of thing. Where yeah, it's like, they seem let's to send have... them to a generic place where they can run around and there's dangerous yeah. boards. They or seem whatever. to have bought out like three stories of yeah. a uh, of a. Yeah, I want to know building. what the real estate situation is for yeah. these two. They're making they got a their lot. Own, of, they got one of their own. A lot of money. That, yeah, he's and a, she's just an artist. Yuppie. She's just an artist. He's a he is a yuppie financier type type yeah. of guy, and and apparently that doesn't being a rapacious capitalist doesn't send you to hell. So that's so that's good. <laughs> I actually think that I actually think that that's another problem is that Swayze is bad at. Uh, I think Swayze seems like a nice guy, yeah, and he's bad at the part where it's like I don't believe that he would be that he's like a. But I don't believe him as that doing job. a hostile takeover. Yeah, I just don't buy him in that job. Tony Goldwyn, on the other sure. hand, you're like absolutely this guy's a worm. like you could put that you could take that character and put him in Wolf of Wall Street, uh-huh. and it would be like, yeah, this is the right guy. But the Patrick Swayze character, He's Patrick such a Swayze, Boy just Scout. seems yeah, you just like, be kind eh. of it'd be kind of interesting if he wasn't know. so nice, and then like the 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 movie yeah. that you've got is like suddenly he need like it doesn't seem like their relationship's working out too heavy, and then now he's a ghost, <laughs> so he's got to protect her. It'd be kind of more interesting if he was a dick. They were yeah. breaking up. This happens, and now he feels bad, and it like that's what changes him, and that's why he gets to go to heaven. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean that happens in r- real relationships where like it's like I don't know, this relationship isn't working, and then some traumatic thing happens, and then people stay together or yeah. whatever happened. It's kind of like that that there, you know, I mean, there are like this movie is not not interesting, but I think there but are that also would, a that million would add ways some to complexity make it. to it that would make it a little bit more tantalizing, and then like stop it from being this crummy fairy tale thing where it's like, <laughs> but their love transcends time right. and space. Yeah, it does not. Ditto. <laughs> Ditto. Ditto. 
You he never, would you never, never say, say you never say you love me. Yeah, I do all the time. Ditto doesn't count. Okay. Well, yeah, there's you. a there's a part where where what the this this is also I mean, really I guess stupid. she's not wrong, but also like just break up already. Yeah. It is one of the parts where when the <laughs> when Whoopi's still trying to convince Demi that uh, Patrick Swayze is a ghost and is talking to her through her, where she's like, he says, uh, she's like your boyfriend says this and that that nobody else could possibly know. Yeah, and then he goes, like, tell nope. her I love her, and she goes, he says he loves you, and she goes, now I know, now I got you. He would never he say. Goes, wait, wait, me. wait, 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 like, ditto, ditto, and she goes, ditto. He says ditto, and she goes, well, oh, maybe. But he like, did say but ditto. Her going like, oh, no, I'm not convinced because he, but he's a, he's dead. I mean, he's gone through a lot. Maybe he's come around on his reluctance to say I love you to you since he was murdered. Yeah, it is became weird. a fucking spirit. It is, it is pretty telling of their relationship though that he couldn't say I love you to her till he was dead and she couldn't hear him. And then she flips it around on him at the end. Yeah. And where she he's, makes where he's, a the... where he's in, about to go to heaven. He's like, I love right. you. And she goes, uh, wait, wait for it. Ditto. Ditto. <laughs> and then she, and before that, though, she makes out with Whoopi Goldberg for a bit. She makes out with Tony Goldwyn. No, Whoopi Goldberg. She also makes out with Tony I mean, Goldwyn. She makes out with uh, Patrick Swayze, but he's inside Whoopi. We, they, the way the movie does it, it's like, oh, no, but like, see, it's like they're making out. But re- really, they, they need to cut to that shot where it's just like her mm-hmm. and Whoopi making out. Because that's what was really happening. Yeah, they smash cut back to it. Yeah, which is really that's going now as blue as the warmest color. Well, <laughs> 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 oh boy, that movie. I was, I was, I didn't see that in the theater. Oh, but, really? I did. That was I, fun. I was watching it at home, and I had it turned up, you know, n- a normal amount. And then I just remember it like just smash cuts to them like fucking hard. Right. And I was like, whoa! And it was like, I was, suddenly my TV seemed like it was the volume was up very loud. I'm like, I think the whole neighborhood can hear these these ladies. When I when I saw that other. in the theater, it was at one of those like promo screenings for TV Saint Mon, that French channel uh-huh. that that SIF co-sponsors with a lot of the time. And uh, so it's like all it was all old ladies in the audience. And blue is the warmest wow. color. The blue is the warmest color. And okay, so then there's fucking and like you know. Ten of them get up and leave, right? Bunch of walkouts. Okay, fine. Bunch of blue hairs. Sure, sure. Then there's like a couple scenes later where there's a big dinner scene, and and the girl, the main girl, not Leah Sadio, the other the other chick, I can't. Uh, Adele Exarchopoulos is shoveling that spaghetti into her mouth, and she's getting all over her face. Twelve, fifteen people get up and leave at this wow. point. They're like, I've had enough. That <laughs> was pretty good. Uh, there's no good. There's no good smash cut fucking or spaghetti eating and no, ghost. No. There's there's a, a really legendary <laughs> probably the most uh, wa- watching this movie again is because like because I was talking to like coworkers and stuff about it while I was watching it and everyone the only thing anybody remembers about this movie is the, was the mean ghost and then of course the, the pottery sec, the, the pottery sex scene mm-hmm. yeah. and I'm watching that pottery terrible sex scene, scene by the way. But I can't separate it from the scene in Naked Gun two and a half. <laughs> so I keep it. I really keep like it because they they really did like practically shot for shot, yeah, except yeah. for when it becomes jokes. It looks exactly the same in Naked Gun two and a half. So when she's like running, is her it hands Unchained down Melody his, in Naked Gun? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I haven't seen and, that one. So in a she'll while. be like running her Still hands great. down his belly and his like top button of his pants are unbuttoned, and I just keep thinking she's gonna reach into his pants and pull out a like a piece like of a, clay like and then a, turn like a it banana into or a, something. Turn, no, she pulls out clay and then sculpts it into an ashtray with her hands, like <laughs> while they're fooling around. And like when the th- when the thing is like spinning around between her thighs, I keep expecting it to go <laughs> and like splatter all Everywhere. over the place. <laughs> But it, a, that doesn't happen. That's that scene. Doctor Meinheimer shows up. That scene starts with a good example of of this guy being a dick. 
because he he goes over. She's like making a pot. Mm-hmm. He's like, "What are you doing?" He says, and then "What are you he, doing?" And then he and then he like, "What are you doing?" And then he like, what do "You think I'm he, like, doing?" Messes with it the the pot on the spinner, knocks it over, and goes like, "Oops, I ruined that masterpiece," or some some <laughs> in like a snide way. And you're like, "It was gonna suck anyways." You're like, "Well, fuck you!" Like he has no respect for what she does at all. <laughs> Like I mean, and then later on, like bef- right before he dies, they've they've gone to see Macbeth, and he's like, "Ask Tony, you want to go?" He's like, "Uh." Tony Golden's like, "No way," because they're uh, bros. I guess bros. they don't want to go to Shakespeare. But then he's like, he's like, "Oh yeah, I thought it was okay." Uh, and she's like, "Yeah, everyone could hear you snoring or something." <laughs> he he's was like, he's sleeping. He fell asleep during a performance of Macbeth and was snoring. snoring. I mean, I'm not saying Out- he deserves he like to die. Homer, he's like Homer Simpson. Yes, this they guy. deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. <laughs> he should go to hell. He should at least be. He should at least be judged a little <laughs> for being a dick. Just a couple couple weeks in purgatory. Also, at least. the joke where they're like uh, in the elevator and they're like, no. oh, "I don't think it's con- yeah, I don't that think joke, it that joke is contagious. not funny. <laughs> it's not funny right he's now. He's like coughing, sure. open mouth coughing around yeah. all these people and." Stuff. He's like, ha 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 ha! We made him think that they're gonna get sick. Yay! Yeah. We're we're fun guys. But that but right I do th- remember thinking that was funny when I was a kid, though. But the set, the the pottery scene goes, you know, goes into Unchained Melody, which yeah. is great. Mm. And then they and then they, uh, you know, in, in a very uh, very stagey fashion, uh, have sex. Mm-hmm. As far as as far as we can tell. Yeah, I mean they they sort of touch each other's bodies. There's a lot of there's a lot of the touching, and it. it's just them sort of stroking each other's bodies and stuff. And close-ups of of. Body parts. Best picture, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and then there's this whole, then there's a whole thriller thing. But let, let's talk about the, the thriller best part, part of, of it. Really reminded me of this old Chevy Chase movie called Oh Heavenly Dog, of course, <laughs> where he dis- he dies and t- gets reincarnated as Benji, <laughs> and he has to solve a It is Benji. It stars it's Benji. Benji. It stars yeah, Benji. Benji, right? Yeah. Benji has to solve. It. Oh, he the dog has he's to solve the man. The dog is solving his murder, but he's the dog, right? This is the same plot as Ghost. That's what I'm saying. Wow, Ghost is ripping off Oh Heavenly Dog. Yeah. I mean, this movie, yeah, this movie isn't like, I, I, I would say there's probably 10 other movies that this sure. movie is also ripping off. They just went like, But Oh, oh Heavenly can, Dog is this the movie primary got made. The problem, I think Swayze <laughs> is not is not great in this, but like he that's probably the only great. reason that's probably the only reason it got made was because they had Swayze, oh, sure. who's a huge star. He's the big hump guy. Actually, oh, actually hump. that's, and, and not, that's was, not true. That's he, was, he was not, Jerry Zucker didn't want to cast him and almost every other star in town had turned this movie down. Wow. And and he and Swayze had to keep coming back and coming back and oh. begging Zucker to get a reading and Zucker read him finally and was like you know what he's good. Well, I will tell you this: it's going to be ma- particularly bad in about three scenes in this movie, yeah. but we'll get past it. Yeah, is like part, it is Bruce part- Willis turned it down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, imagine Ugh. Bruce Willis. Yeah. God. I, I, but I mean, it is why it is part, probably why this movie was such a huge hit. Sure. I mean, watch Sway, the the pottery scene really. America it's got a little. Swayze it's got a little fever. bit of that Titanic like you know mm-hmm. romance angle that that probably propelled it to be in such a hit. Yeah. And it really is just a little of it. It, though yeah. it's, it's the thing that everyone remembers the most i think people you, you bring up ghost and they would say it is a romance uh, like a supernatural romance and mm-hmm. there's just it's really just a, no, part, just a, a boring part of the, the thing but it is also like the whole thing is that it you, you it is supposed to be like this romance from beyond the grave kind of thing and it's and, but like you'd never you those characters i do i never feel it i never feel it for those characters mm-hmm. i think swayze and Whoopi are, are better together than swayze and demi demi more yeah Man. like i think they're i think they have well, some, their scenes are funny like when he's like sl- singing yeah. i'm henry the Eighth yeah. and stuff, trying to keep her from. Yeah, this you know. guy can't. This guy can't sit through a Shakespeare festival, but he ha- he has the Henry the Eighth I am yeah, song yeah. memorized. Uh, Whatever, it's pretty much it's just a, that a complex guy. Yeah. <laughs> over and over, he's no. He's got a bunch of the. He knows a bunch of 
the lyrics. No, says, it's the same verse. Second verse, same second as the verse, first. That's how it goes. That's more than oh, I know of it. Mary the Eighth. <laughs> I, I guess that's a good point. <laughs> but but that's and that's another. That's, so she says he kept me up all night. Singing Henry the Eighth, and then Demi Moore goes, "That's how he got me to go out with him. <laughs> what an asshole! <laughs> like I t- he just I mean, harassed her into going out with him. Having watched this movie twice and now talking about it, I, I you like don't it less? think he should go to heaven. I think he was a dick, wow. and he should go to hell. He should go to the sideways universe. And he should go like, why am I in hell? And then they go, you know, this stuff, and he goes, oh right, I was a huge dick. And Tony Goldwyn's like, yeah, you don't have to murder somebody to get here. <laughs> I think the actual the actual <laughs> part, the real the real breaking part that should send him to hell if there was any justice in the universe is the part when he has Otome Brown give that four million dollars to the Catholic Church. Yeah, right. We got to talk like, about oh, that. Oh no, we got to talk about that for a minute because at the end of this movie. Otome Brown would absolutely go to jail for wire fraud. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Because well, they, she goes into no, she goes into the bank to get the money out of the account, and she's got she the account numbers. Person's name. She uses another person's identity to get this money to, taken out as a cashier's check, which then disappears. Whether or not she donated it to charity is immaterial. And then when they find out about this mysterious missing four million dollars, they're going to go to this woman, and she's going to go, "Well, a ghost told me all that information I needed to know." But will they find her? I mean, they absolutely will find her. There's, it's a bank. There are cameras. They will know. But again, who cares? There's a heaven, right? <laughs> Even if she goes to jail for the rest of her life, she'll shoot be like, herself I in the head, and then no, you can't do that. That's right. I guess you can't that's, kill yourself. That's the, you just, you just have wait to live out your life in jail. I think yeah, I, I would, you know, knowing that it was heaven, and I knew a guy up there who yeah. was def- I was definitely going to get in. Like, dude, what if the guy you knew was, was Albert shit? Brooks from Defending Your Life? <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. As long as he got an in. You get to eat all that food all day. Oh, man. I can't I wait till I get to Meryl Streep from Defending Your Life. Sure, we all do. <laughs> uh, I know. I like the thing that she she just like go, is like is gets another identity and skips town. Yeah. They never catch her. Sure. And then it leads to uh, Sister, Sister Act. Act. Oh yeah. Which which actually also this good. movie this movie led uh, us to rewatching Sister Act. We were like, Whoopi's so good and ghost, let's watch Sister Act again. I hadn't seen that since Sister I was Act a kid. is a delight. Sister Act is so fun. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't recommend watching Sister Act. Sister Act enough. two, however. Sister Act two, uh, Sophie and I made it about ten minutes in and we're like we watched it right after the first one. We're like, that was fun. They're both on the same Blu ray. Let's watch the second one. We Whoops. got about ten minutes in and we're like, This is the worst movie. Not as good. In Sister Act weird. two, Harvey Keitel joins her in the convent, right? <laughs> He's like, well, I'm a nun as well. I'm um, running from my fellow mafia guys. I'm also Kytel. back in the habit. Right? <laughs> I'm back in the back habit in of singing right? swings. Uh, anyway, but uh, Whoopi, Whoopi is my favorite part of this movie. The part, the part when she... Uh, when She's so good. Anything having to do with that $4 million check, like when they're giving it to her. When we, There's a part when I she's like her giving her, it. I like her Marge Simpson Chanel suit in that scene. Oh, man, it's, it's so great. good. <laughs> but, but when she's giving that check to the nuns, and he's like, give them the check, there's this scene... Yeah, it's so fucking funny. I was laughing. Like, trying not to give she's up. She's just check. holding on to it, and the yeah. nun's, nun's trying like, to. The nun doesn't know what the fucking deal is because she hasn't seen the, the number on the check yet. <laughs> she's just like, this lady's crazy. But like this, this is like a five minute long scene where she gives this nun a check, and I, it was like tears. Yeah, it's so funny. She's good. And almost any scene that Whoopi Goldberg is in, in it is just mm-hmm. so high hysterical. Right yeah, from the, the yeah, right from the start, just because she's like. It is great too because she won an Oscar for this, and it is this movie is remembered as like a romance drama or whatever. But she, but it's she an won all, that, It's an all things to all people movie. But she won that that award for for being comic relief. Yes, like and that's you don't Oscars don't norm don't often go to like comedy performance. What about Joe Support, Pesci? Supporting actors do. <laughs> yeah. What he about Joe? He's Pesci? funny. He won for Gone Fishing, right? Yeah, He's funny oh, like a clown. He won for Home Alone. Yeah. <laughs> the Super. <laughs> oh, sorry, oh no, it's the Super. Uh, Eight heads in a duffel bag. I mean, it, but her her she's mostly funny. Yeah. Like I mean, she and, but she's sort of the. 
she the center of the movie is supposed to be that we give a shit about this romance between these two people and it's impossible to because it doesn't it doesn't register mm-hmm. for me anyway it didn't register the two once. blandest people and, but every time but when Whoopi starts talking about it she's like look you start going like yeah I'm on her side because this first of all this ghost is annoying her yeah and she's like I just she kind of in a way is like look I. I've grown to care about this guy, maybe. Also, if we solve this problem, I don't have to deal with this shit anymore. Yeah. He's ruining my life. A guy came in and shot up my fucking apartment. For most of the movie, that's like her, her whole motivation is yeah, just, just to get rid, get rid of, of this of fucking guy. Because so there's the, like any any scene where she's just walking down the street talking to Patrick Swayze, but he's not in the shot right. because they're showing her. It's so funny. And all the other people are like she's looking going, at her. I know. Okay, I'm doing it. All right, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> she's just walking down the street. It's so funny. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's she's she's just really good. All that when she like he comes back to her and then like suddenly she can hear all the ghosts and there's just a whole yeah. waiting room. There's like They're jumping there's into like her twenty ghosts and she's like, Look what happened, look what you did and he's yeah. like, What do you mean? She's like, I don't know where they came from and They jump into her and she's like, Get out of there, I hate it. And then one of the ghosts is like, Get in line, pal. Because <laughs> up to the point where Swayze starts talking to her, she was under the impression, like the authorities were, that she was just a con artist. Right. And now she actually hears ghosts, and she hates it. She's like, now I now I know I'm a legit psychic, and I don't it's like not, it not good. because it's annoying. It's getting in the way of her business of scamming people. Can we can we talk <laughs> about the special effects a little bit? Yeah, because I think talk- they were really they were really uh, state of the art at the time, but they don't really hold up so good. Yeah, I um, yeah, like when he jumps. There's some there's some of them are really good. Like when he jumps from train to train, mm-hmm. that really works good. But like the stuff where it's supposed to be him, like you know, putting his hand through a table or trying to grab stuff. Oh yeah. The 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 mat lines are really poor. Like the com- the compositing is really bad. I think sometimes there's a really awful bit at the end where like they kiss. Like she she can Demi Moore can finally see Patrick Swayze and they have like a they have a kiss. And, and before he goes to heaven. Yeah. Yeah. It's and like a ghost kissing a lady. Yeah, but he's the practical element and she's comped into the shot. Huh. Yeah. It's really, really weird, and I can't figure out why, except that I guess it's just supposed to be that, like, so he can, like, move through her as opposed to her going through him. It's that probably sense, better yeah. to watch this on VHS or something, honestly. Yeah, I, because, I really like, because so. when you watch it on Blu ray, you it really, it really stands out. Yeah, but I, but I have to dodgy. say, there's a couple scenes, there were a couple parts, because I always get frustrated with, with ghost movies like this, because obviously, especially when I was a kid and I didn't understand how special effects work, because right. you, you want these people to be walking through ghosts all the time, but yeah. that's like a whole process that you have to do. <laughs> sure, sure. So right. anytime you see a person and another person, it's always like those they're both really there, and you just got to make sure they don't touch each other. Well, yeah, but that's <laughs> yeah. the thing. is like, But there's a couple scenes in this movie where I'm like, oh man, this is another one of those fucking scenes where it's two real people... And they're just not going to touch each other and pretend that he's a ghost. And then she walks right through. I'm like, whoa, hey, it was a ghost. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't know. There's, But there's just as many scenes in the movie where, like, Patrick Swayze's following somebody through a door. And then he goes, like, and he, like, moves out. Like, really self-consciously moves <laughs> yeah, out of the yeah, way of the door exactly. and stuff. Because they just couldn't afford to do it in every fucking shot. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I wish know. they could. I but think. There's a, there are a couple scenes where they're real, com- like, like, wide shots, too. And they had to have Patrick Swayze, like, run up on he's a ramp like, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And and he's always trying to punch people, which is also hysterical. <laughs> yeah. Whenever he flailingly spazzy like tries to punch someone that he's mad at while well, he's a ghost and it's going bitch. through him. That like when he twice. like when he finds out Tony Goldwyn's in in league with uh, Willie Lopez and he's just punching at him. Yeah. But the, it's real, it's real flaily weird yeah. punching too. You son of a bitch! Yeah, you did yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you guy, you were my best friend. 
it also clearly looks like he's dur- he's just punching an air on a stage somewhere because he's blue screened into it. I'm gonna punch it air and walk towards you, and you happen to get hit. Oh Your yeah, fault. I'm a ghost. All right, ghost. Uh, I, I you know I uh, one of the things I liked uh, I do like about the special effects is, and I wish that they were more heightened. Kind of, mm-hmm. I think the like the demons coming from the shadows is very cool. Good old I scoping. I don't mind the like the bad matte lines a little bit because it's like I, I just wish it was more cartoonish almost you know what I mean because yeah. it's it is supposed to be like right re- it shouldn't look like reality kind sure, of sure sure it shouldn't I feel like the fact that they try to make it look like grounded or make it look more real is like no you should go the other way right. they should go the other way further yeah. where it's like this is the this is a but the other world. So this is gonna look weird. Right. This is gonna look strange because it's not. It's he's dead now, and then it's not. It's not in reality. It you know. But uh, but I like. The, I do like the demons. I mean, besides the the screaming, which I thought was funny. <laughs> um. But the uh, the when they come out of the shadows and drag yeah, him yeah. away. Oh, I think that's. I think that's cool. Oh. <laughs> Backwards, baby crying. Dee- I felt Go. this movie was a little bit Nolan-y. Interesting. Yeah, I think. Go I, on. I think if Nolan made a ghost movie, it would be kind of like this. It'd be less funny. It would be. Yeah, it would be less funny. I think, but not, not to say it that would, he's like. Hum- be, I don't buy that he's humorless. No, but no, also, no. like, it yeah, it's not have this have funny. A Hans Zimmer score. But all the but like all the grounded elements of it yeah. that kind of don't really work as well as I would like them to. They they seem very Nolan-y to me. Which uh, like the stuff I would say, that and also the 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 romance that is completely unbelievable and just sort of feels tacked on. Right. <laughs> uh, the the romance is the actually I think the, probably the worst part of this movie. Yeah. Which is like I is the same agreement, the same opinion that I had when I was twelve, but right. I think for a different reason. Yeah, because there was kissing. <laughs> oh, it's when I was twelve. I was like, ew, kissing, boring. Yeah. But watching it now, it's like this is just not well done. Right. It's like the uh, it's like the uh, sex scene in Top Gun. Uh, when right. I would, no, when I was seven and I watched it, my friends and I would be like, "Ew, kissing." We'd fast forward through it, and then as I got older, I watched it and go like, "Well, this, this scene is sucks. dumb. Yeah. This is it's because it's it's like not it's not either thing. It's like yeah. gro- it's like it's not actually a good sex scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, the, she she like towers above him. Like they make Tom Cruise look like this fucking. Is there a really weird and well. re- weird and specific story about that sex scene in Top Gun? Sure. Was uh, when I was when I so that had been eighty six. Oh, this is about you. This is about me. Oh, okay. You're gonna love it. You were eighty six uh, years old. I was. It was eighty six, and so I was like eight uh-huh. when we saw that movie. And so uh, my brother would have been eleven. So neither of us knew shit about anything, certainly about sex or girls or anything. And I was like uh, complaining about that sex scene to my brother. Oh, like, I don't want to watch that sex or whatever. Like, the love scene. I probably called it a love scene. And my brother was like, No, it's okay. You know, I, I read it's it's okay for them to be doing that because they're brother and sister. What? <laughs> and I was like, Oh, okay. What? <laughs> Oh my but, god! But now, but you watch it now, and it's kind of like they do—they have about as much uh, chemistry as a brother and sister would that it's made true. to do that sex scene it's together. True. That might have been no. what my brother was thinking. <laughs> he thought they must be related because this is. <laughs> Sure doesn't look like either one of them's. <laughs> and if, and in as this. you said, if you, if we know one thing about your brother, it's that he's not a liar. He's not a liar. He could be wrong. <laughs> he's not a liar. That changes the whole movie. <laughs> changes a lot. Yeah, I love it. Super weird. I like it better now. I like Top Gun better if they're brother and sister. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, I'm your sister, right? No, th- well, that's fine. That's fine. There's I'm, that whole no, scene in that fine. movie, Sleep with Me, where Tarantino explains how Tarant- how, how Tom Cruise <laughs> and Kelly McGillis are brother <laughs> and sister. The thing about Top Gun movie. is that they're brother and sister. Yeah. Okay. That's why it's okay. <laughs> that's why it's okay. okay. That's why it's okay. That's okay. Why it's okay. 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 And he does a line of coke off of Josh Charles' dick or something. <laughs> yeah, that's a great movie. Uh, but yeah, like the, the the romance is my least favorite part about yeah. this about Ghost. Uh, my and then uh, Whoopi Goldberg definitely towards the top. But my, I really just like 
I really just like him like learning how to be a ghost. Like that stuff is infinitely. Stuff I thought it was so fucking fun, and I don't can't think of many other movies where they're like, "You're a ghost now, and here's the rules, yeah. and here's you have to figure I mean, out how to be a ghost." Yeah, and we're just gonna follow you along as you're like, "Oh, this is weird." There's that part when he's in the hot. This is like early on when he's a ghost and he's in the hospital, and a doctor or like a doctor walks through him, and you see, and he sees through the right. guy's fucking brains. <laughs> it's so cool, and I'm like, "Oh, that's that's disconcerting." And then he's got to learn how to like go up upstairs and down floors there's and some, all this stuff. There's some old guy ghost sitting there waiting for his wife to die so he can go off to heaven with her. Yeah. <laughs> like, and yet oh. there is no point where he like tries to look up ladies' skirts and stuff like That's that. That's what I'd Hang, be doing, Hiding man. out in the dressing room. I'd be underneath those bleachers. Yeah, not exactly. Enough, not enough hijinks. But not no, enough, I, I, not I, enough I, spooky hijinks. I agree with you. No that time that, for it. I agree with you. That's the most interesting part, which is why I think it's a it's a bummer that this movie is also like a sort of very generic yeah. uh, thriller. Which is I, why it actually fits. Like perf- the, which is why it actually fits perfectly into our thing because yeah, it is yeah. more that. But I think that the ghost stuff, where he's learning how to be a ghost, is like an infinitely more interesting movie. Sure. Uh, whether but, or not it would have been a huge hit, I don't know. But but the fact that he's a ghost is why I like the fact that it's a generic thriller. <laughs> it's like one of these movies that we would do all the time. It's yeah. one of the guy. It's like if Clint Eastwood was a ghost in True Crime or something like that. Yeah. There's a whole other different set of uh, I rules just, to it. As and opposed shit. to I just, just a mummy, <laughs> he's a 69 year old ghost who fucks. <laughs> I, I fucks just, everybody. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it's it is, but it, I he don't, would if he was a ghost, he would be like looking up ladies' skirts <laughs> for sure. Like and, and then the, the movie would be like, like, "Isn't it great?" that he's doing this what a man he'd go talk to his ghost buddy James Woods and be like <laughs> and they just complain about how they too, can't they can't stup each other's wives <laughs> yeah. exactly in those terms or like they can't grab a drink they can't even <laughs> lift one of their lips yeah I just, what are I, you a coos ghost <laughs> I just don't think it materially changes the the, the actual materially interesting choice of words the actual there. thriller <laughs> the actual thriller storyline because he's a ghost I yeah. wish that I guess I wish that the ghost thing was because the only thing it changes is that Tony Goldwyn is scared. Sure. He, he doesn't know who's after him at one point. But I feel like, I don't know. It felt like you could that could just be the same. That's the same movie whether he's dead or not. Sure. Yeah. Um. But I. But I mean, it's funny that there's a ghost and at the end Tony Goldwyn's just getting shoved around by air. <laughs> <laughs> and and then also also uh, Patrick Swayze. Before we get too far off of this, he got he does kill a guy sort of. He's like he's like destined for heaven at first, and then he like it's sort of his fault that Tony Goldwyn like gets killed there. He's like, and he's going like, no, look out! But you're like, he can't hear you. He is he is going like, oh no! And he's like trying to stop the thing from hitting the window, but he can't. He's not that good at being a ghost yet. I mean, so you know, maybe maybe when he gets to heaven, they'll be like, all right, so well, geez, I don't know. You gotta hang out on Earth for another two more days. Yeah, (laughs) go go, just hang out, and I don't know. We got you a room in Reno. (laughs) And again, you really can't. You can't go look up some lady skirts. (laughs) Limbo. You can't point out enough that in this family movie, Tony Goldwyn is yeah. impaled by a giant pane of glass yeah. that splatters I mean, was, blood all over the place. It was PG-13 when it came it's, out. It is PG-13. But it is, it is gruesome. For that. Which was, it was absolutely my favorite part when I was a kid. And I sure. It's still great. Because it's just like... Because the the glass like it's like shard, a Tom Savini effect, it, like yeah, like hits it his gut pops, and it goes yeah. boom and just yeah. blood sprays up it, and he's like, oh, <laughs> you're like yeah, shit, yeah, fuck. I I I'm watching this. I I kind of can't really appreciate movies that are just like something for everyone type movies. I think this is a successful example of one where like we're gonna have comedy, romance, we're gonna have fucking gore, ghosts, in it. we're gonna have everything in this fucking. Yeah. Movie. We've got a black lady. We've got ghosts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've got bad acting. We've got good acting. Okay, Oscar winning acting. Oscar winning acting. Got any quotes? 
Uh, yeah, I got some. Uh, mostly, like you know, they get their their the PG thirteen f bomb in when it's uh when it's uh, the the mean ghost from Ghost. Mm, mean right. ghost from Ghost. You think you're wearing those clothes? You think you're crouched on that floor? He's got the same questions I do. Bullshit. This is my train. My train. He's knocking then, people's then, shit out of their And then he, 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 like, Patrick, like, real quick, Patrick Swayze kind of, like, gets to the bottom of the deal with this guy, why he's so cranky and, and why he's particularly he ornery for a ghost. And he's like, you think, how do you think I feel? You think I jumped? Well, fuck you. And that's when he says, that's when that ghost says, fuck you. But he, you, you kind of, get, fuck you, you kind of, you're kind of like, this guy's, this guy's lying. He really did jump. And, now he's, and now he's all frustrated. Dan Patrick Swayze is like, Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> Ditto, buddy. That's like two fuck yous for the price of one. <laughs> oh, I thought it meant I love you. <laughs> Molly's review of this movie I thought was the perfect review. Mm. She said, Patrick Swayze is a ghost IRL. He's dead. It, uh, well, oh. we can't confirm one of one part of that. What's that? That oh. he's a ghost. Oh, no, but he is dead. He's definitely dead. I thought that that was a particularly astute observation <laughs> on her part. That made me laugh. Who else? In, nobody else in this movie is a ghost. Vincent uh, Schiavelli. Vincent Schiavelli. He's a ghost. Oh, Vincent away. Schiavelli, yeah. Demi Moore passed away this morning. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. That must be why the, why the school across the... Road here has their uh, flag at half mast. Jesus. Aiden Quinn passed away, but yeah. not uh, but not the. Uh, so I, I don't know which one it is. Not Tony Goldwyn. Oh, so Tony. Okay, it's fine. No, neither one of them. No, neither dead. one. <laughs> as far as I can tell. <laughs> no, if one of them dies, the other one does too. <laughs> yeah. They're the same person. <laughs> Two careers, one guy. Uh, ratings. Uh, three Juds. Mm. You know, because it's it's like half and half. You know, every, for every good thing, there's a bad thing. True, but uh, generally, I found it you know pretty pretty amusing. It's too long. Like, I've, and I'd seen it too many times recently. So this is, this viewing was a little bit dull. I'm a little bit down on it. But uh, yeah, it's it's like a solid, sturdy three star movie. That that's you know this movie is kind of a perennial for a good reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, I give I'll give it one Douglas for the yeah. for the sex scene. It it's is. a whole sex scene. It yeah. is. It is a whole. He's kind of grabbing her butt underneath the, the billowy shirt that yeah, she's they're wearing. They're all like covered in mud and stuff like they're that. Like, he, they're like she pulls that ashtray out of his yeah, uh, yeah. crotch. <laughs> exactly. They're like laying on top of each other naked. It, I mean, the scene, the scene at the at the actual pottery thing is is like remembered well for a reason because it is like you know it's pretty sexy. Yeah, yeah. It's like kind of like oh okay. His melody is indeed unchained. Unchained. I mean. <laughs> Somebody chain this melody. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 uh, council wire fraud. Yeah. <laughs> that she'll happily do the rest of her life in yeah. jail for, knowing that there's a heaven. <laughs> uh, I'm giving it three and a half, Judds. Uh, wow. I hadn't seen this. And I, yeah, if, if, I was, if this was like your case, where I'd, I, if I watched this again in another six months, I might feel differently right. about it. But I hadn't seen it in 20 years or something. <laughs> and so just watching it, I was like, this movie is very entertaining. Right. This is a fun That was kind of how I movie. felt when I watched it the first, like, yes. you know, what, seven, eight months ago. I was like, oh, actually, it's pretty good. Yeah. This this movie that's what that's all this movie is designed to be is just an incredibly entertaining movie for as many people as possible and mission accomplished. Classic in my four opinion. quadrant stuff. Absolutely. Um, I'm gonna give it one and a just one and a half uh, Douglases for the sex scene just because I was there's a couple parts in it where I was like, geez, there's no ghost you know? fucking in this, which is a problem. There's no ghost no. fucking. Oh, pretty see two cool. ghosts, two ghosts bone. <laughs> Because that seems like another thing that you would do if you were a ghost and you found another ghost. Like we can just fuck in the street here. Yeah, no one we're can tell. Ghosts. <laughs> then there's other ghosts in the in like in the buildings. They're like, get a room, you two. Some of us ghosts have to see that shit. <laughs> uh, boy, and I'm gonna give it uh, three whole stories of an apartment building that apparently these people own. 
in their in their twenties. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it two and a half Judds. Mm, mm. And for all the reasons that everybody said, like, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm, it's bordering, it's two and a half to three. I'm bordering on three because I, I, I do love Whoopi Goldberg a lot in this. And, uh, but I just think that like, for all the reasons you said that, that it was, it's okay. That's why I don't like it kind of. Cause it's like, just sort of like, it's a little bit of something for everybody, but not enough for, I don't know. It just right. kind of feels very flat to me. Both times I've watched it recently. The second time through the other day, I was like, "This." It, I was really feeling how long it was. Mm-hmm. It's over two hours for some fucking reason. So I just got to make sure not to watch this movie again for another t- yeah. t- 20 years or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, totally. Some movies you got to take a break from for a long time. Yeah. Like, I can watch um, Die Hard five times a year. Doesn't matter. And do. But I have to, well, I have to take, like, five-year breaks between viewings of The Big Lebowski. Sure. You know Interesting. I, mean? oh, okay. I watch and that about once a year. It's not because it's, it doesn't, it's not because it's bad. It's just like... I kind of have it memorized anyway, and like yeah. everybody talks about it all the time, mm-hmm. so it's just not all movies can be yeah. like a repeated movie, right. know, like even if they're good. Yeah, and I so I mean I'm saying two and a half to three Juds. It's like border. I'll give it three. Fuck it. Wow. I'll be nice. Let's let's be positive. Borderline Juds. Borderline Juds. Uh, one one Douglas for the sex scene. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's that. And I'm gonna give it uh, ten out of ten. Dudes skewered by. Glass, mm, man. Yes. Actually, I want to give it two ratings. Ten out of ten, dudes skewered by glass. And ten out of ten, dudes crushed between cars <laughs> and then <laughs> dragged to get and then out. dragged to hell by shrieking ah! demons. Dragged to hell well, by shrieking be, backwards, baby demons. They're going to be tortured for eternity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for Fuck. eternity. They're just going to be shoving donuts down his throat for <laughs> the rest James of Coco the went bad in ten James minutes. Coco went bad in ten minutes. <laughs> I was talking about that with Molly the other day, that James Coco thing, because mm-hmm. I was just like, that show came on when I was in the sixth grade, so it's like, you know. I don't know who James Coco is, by the way. If you saw a picture of him, you would know, you would recognize him. He okay. was like a character actor. He was in tons of shit, done a lot of television, done a lot of movies, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of roles. I've never, I always think that joke is funny, but I've, I watched <laughs> it just, I watched it two days ago, and I was like, I don't know who I'm the I'm assuming it's a fat guy. It's, yeah, it's like, I'm, uh, right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he was a big fat dude. <laughs> But it's just like there's a James Coco reference in this, and they were like yeah. they would never do that now. Anyway, well, like if it was Brian, if it was like if there's a Brian Denny, he went crazy, you know. Yeah, that's the like, joke. Or whatever, now. like you know, uh, I would I'd be like, oh, I know who that is, but it's yeah. like some, it's just a guy I didn't get. But I'm like, I imagine that James is a fat Coco. person of some sort. In that. <laughs> I guess it's because I always considered that show when I was a kid to be aimed at kids and not adults. Yeah. So like when I look back on it, I go like James Coco. Did I even think that was funny when I was like ten? <laughs> I think even when you're ten, you can watch that and go, I don't know who that is, but probably some fact. Yeah, I yeah. thought I thought it was funny that Homer w- w- wasn't bothering him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> more more. The, the hell is out of donuts. <laughs> <laughs> he has all these donuts and they're running out. <laughs> he really likes donuts. Uh, just, anyway. just while while we're you know while we're wasting Not time and, and talking while we're about wasting and talking about Brian <laughs> while Denny, you're listening to us waste time, <laughs> I just want to remind you guys of this one Saturday Night Live bit where when it was the super fans. Oh yeah, and it was George George Went and Chris Dicka. Farley and all these guys. And then at the very there was one of them where at the very end of it, Brian Dennehy shows up, and they go, "Hey, Brian Dennehy, what are you doing here?" And he's like, "Oh, I just wanted to come on here to set the world record for the most fat guys in a comedy sketch." <laughs> <laughs> just one of my favorite jokes. God ever. bless. That's Brian. it. That's like the end of this. There's that Pat Oswalt. That Pat yeah. Oswalt story about meeting him, where he's like, right. chowing down at the craft character actors. Tables. Nobody gives, cares if we're fat. Who, who gives, gives a fuck, fuck if we're fat? We are. Yeah, who gives a fuck if we're fat? Uh-huh. Good stuff. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, all right. Anyway, speaking of speaking in of my fat. opinion, good stuff. Oh. Speaking of, in my opinion, mediocre oh, stuff. Okay, stuff. Can't, can't wait to hear Kevin's take on this one. Well, we're up to two thousands. <laughs> what lies beneath? She's awake. 
will be quick mm -hmm. and quiet. I don't want to be either. I'm gonna miss you so much. I'll come back all the time. All the time? <laughs> did a great job. She's a good kid. We did. What are they doing next door? I guess the neighbors are making up. Leave it open. Think we can take them? It's worth a try. <laughs> Just us now. I heard noises. I, what I, I kind didn't of noises were? You, but at the house, I was scared. Claire's hearing things. What are you hearing? Voices whispering. A picture fell. Missing girl. Do you remember this? No. I stopped at this cafe to get a coffee, and I see Norman, but he wasn't alone. Look at this. Doesn't that look exactly like a face? And there's a hand, see? Someone who's very close to me seems to be in contact with some kind of entity or, or spirit. There's a ghost in my house. Yeah. And what does lie beneath, Not much. Guys. A ghost? Not a lot. Uh, over two hours of movie again. I think that this movie is no interesting mostly for its technical craft. The yeah. story and the performances are mediocre. Even I though even Michelle though, Pfeiffer was great, yeah, I do like she's Michelle good, Pfeiffer I guess. a lot. I don't it. know. I just I just like Michelle Pfeiffer a lot. Sure. I, re I realized that watching this movie, I was like, I don't think this movie is very good. Her role is is pretty thin, pretty thin. a lot, but but she's very good. The I mean, scene where she I gets possessed and her. has to seduce Harrison Ford is really good. But I think that I think the scenes with her and Joe Morton are really good mm -hmm. too. I don't know. I like the whole thing. I like I like her whole performance. I think she's really good, and like as you, I think that's one of the best things about the movies. You sort of learn more she's about what's great. what's gone, what she, what she's gone through, and the like. You, you don't know right off the day. You hear about a car accident, and then later you find, oh, it was a very serious car accident. <laughs> she doesn't remember stuff yeah. afterwards, and yeah, she's you know. she's uh, she's having some problems, some yeah. mental problems that you sort of find out about as it goes along. Where she also apparently just like walked in on Harrison Ford having an affair with this lady that she turned into a ghost and just sort of blanked it out, I guess. Because she, well, she crashed her she car. She crashed her car. She crashed her car. Is, it, is that what it is? Yeah. Is it amnesia? Yeah. yeah. It's weird. But it's she's like I mean, a very specific amnesia. She's like forgotten this it's whole It's a lot. Day the, one of the problems the movie has is that it just keeps piling on stuff and it's... Right. It, it, it does. Like by the, the time it's over, you just kind of don't care where it's I just, going. I the more it goes, it yeah. is sort of like I don't know if this needed to be this complicated. Right. Yeah. No. Exactly. Oh, I think it, it has too. It has too many reveals and almost reveals at the end. Like by the time you know, it's spoiler. Harrison Ford did it. Like, Not a spoiler. It was in the trailers. You, is it? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> it was I, in I the must trailers. Have One hundred percent. Because I do remote recall watching this the first time and being like, "Whoa, here's some." If you, if you, go, I mean, that should you, that should be what it is. But I do remember that because it was a big thing. It's in Ebert's review. He talks about it. He's like, "And the trailers ruined the one surprise in the movie." So <laughs> well, Zeme Zemeckis <laughs> caught some flack for it because okay, so Castaway. This also. was shot. This was shot between pieces of Castaway. Yeah. So right. they shot the first part of Castaway, and then Tom Hanks lost a whole lot of weight, so they could do the island Grew stuff. A beard. And grew that beard. And in the meantime, Robert Zemeckis shot this movie. Mm -hmm. And they both came out within a couple months of each other. And uh, the the both of the trailers give away, like the castaway trailer gives away that he gets off the island and <laughs> yeah. gets home. Because like there's a part of it where Helen Hunt is like, you were on that island back for four years. <laughs> you know, that really, I, I get I totally get it. But that doesn't bother me at all. And I, then, I just well, don't see that movie. Like, there's no way he, do, he doesn't get off the island. But I just I, now now you don't now you don't. But at the time, probably I, you thought about that. I think I don't, maybe I it don't just know. it just annoys me because it's like 
Why? Like you don't have you can. Well, he had an answer for that. You can, I know. I know. I read a thing where he was like, he's like, people don't care. He said like, people like, want to see go the to McDonald's movie. because you know what you yeah. exactly what you're gonna get. But I think <laughs> that's that, a dumb take. But too. I think that is terrible because then I'm not saying it was but, a good take. No, no, I'm just saying because like Zemeckis, who is a filmmaker I generally like, is yeah. then going like, my movies are McDonald's, right? Exactly. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I'll buy that. okay. I mean, it's just kind of yeah, I get it. But it's also like if you just show us. Parts where Tom Hanks is just on the island. Mm-hmm. We're still going to go see we're that. still going to go see that, and then go like, I wonder if he gets off the island. He probably does, but what if he doesn't? It will be a surprise to me right. if he does. <laughs> Instead of being like, it's to- I totally know what's going to happen. Just ends in with this. him successfully hanging himself on that hill. It's more egregious. <laughs> in, it's more egregious in what lies beneath. Because yeah. at least this is because at it least is Castaway, isn't, Castaway isn't a thriller, and you could know that he gets off the island, and then it's kind of like there's a part where he's right. dealing with how could, he was you could, on you an could island. Make the, you could make the argument of like you're the marketing guy, right? Yeah, you're the guy who's got to market these two movies. At least you can say nobody wants to go see a movie where Tom Hanks dies on a fucking island right. alone, and right. we don't want to give people the impression that that's what they're going to see. Exactly. Yeah. But Taking everybody no would want to see a movie where it turns out Harrison Ford is the killer. Yeah. That's and that's the surprise, the one surprise in the movie. <laughs> right? It's well, a huge twist. Yeah. And and like a like particularly specific. And he did kind it of all psychopath. because of Provasic. It's a very so you could have Provasic. <laughs> It's a very drawn out twist though, uh, too, yeah. because like it goes, you go at some point, you kind of go like, maybe he did it, and then he's like, I did it, I had an affair with her, and you're like, okay, he had an affair with her, okay, and then like it's a while later that he's like, and also I killed her or whatever, and then it's like, and then it's like a whole bunch of see, it's just like it's for a thriller, it's like, yeah, you draw I, I, the stuff is really drawn out towards the end, and some of it's good, like the shit in the tub, yeah, sure, like, that I seems great, the, I love, yeah. but then, but then there's like. A half hour after she gets out of the tub, and you're kind of like, oh, "Come on, movie!" Like I, th- that was. I really like this movie, but that last when it turns, it becomes like this cha- yeah. the special effects heavy chase scene. That's bad end. stuff. And I was like, "This is bad for spe- Zemeckis." Mm-hmm. Yeah, they look really bad. He's, he's trying to do all this stuff that is like, "Why are you doing this stuff? Why is it this kind of movie now?" Because yeah. it's been a more like. I mean, there's not. It's not like there's not special effects in it. But I it's, think it's. it's more I think like, it's time crunch. It's just time yeah, crunch maybe. stuff. Yeah, we can't we can't go out and like sh- spend two weeks shooting a fucking car chase. We got to do it in front of a green screen. But a lot of but a lot of the car chase stuff like doesn't even have to be that way. Where like the camera's going through the windshield and well, that's around, just some just like, keeping himself interesting. Yeah, exactly. Like, why is yeah. it like this? It just it doesn't even need to be a car chase. Honestly, no. like by the time it gets to a car chase, it's just like Zemeckis going like, well, I don't know, maybe throw a car chase in there too. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> it's not. It's not been this kind of movie the whole time. Well, that's it, supposed like, to be calling calling back to her being in the car crash. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it all it all kind of makes sense, but it's too much. by that point, with I feel like you've exhausted. been watching this movie forever, yeah. and also like the scene in the bathtub is so like is is it's so the intense. Climax. That's the climax. That's your climactic thrill scene. Yeah, like is her. Getting get, out of there. Escaping from that. Yeah. Like, that's... Because that's awesome. It's, yeah, you don't need to do, do, do a whole thing. Yeah. The, the, I think that... I mean, it also, getting dragged away by the ghost into the... Is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, there, there's so much... There's just a lot of repetition, though, in the whole movie. And, like... Yeah. Some of that's, some of that's on purpose. Some of that's, like, narrative and thematic, you know, economy. Yeah. But, like, okay, so, like you were saying, he's like, no, I didn't know her. Yes, I knew her. Yes, I had an affair with her. Did you kill her? No, I didn't kill her. But then I don't she's know. Like, I don't know why she's dead. Okay, yes, she killed herself because of me. But then, like, when, yeah, after, yes, after yes, they, I killed her. after all of that, after they get to that point, but before he actually admits to it, then she's like, "Well, let's go on a trip to this town. You know what this town is? You ever go to this town?" And it's like we know that he's been to the town with the girl, and he's like totally still playing dumb, and the movie is still kind of playing coy over whether or not he killed her, and right. it's just like. 
get the fuck on with it, man. And after all that, then there's the scene where he's talking to her friend, and her friend is like, I totally saw him in the restaurant with the right, girl yeah. at this restaurant in this town. It's like, Jesus it's Christ. too much of that stuff. It's Yeah, that, that was the problem. Is that You it, just it's, pull out the part when he goes like, okay, well, she did kill herself here, but please give me one more chance. Pluck that out. Have him, have her just fucking find out that he was the killer. Just cut to the chase. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, as soon as they start indicating that Harrison Ford, something hinky's going on, just why, why is it being milked like this? If it was tighter, it would be a much better movie. Yeah. Hour like 45. I, I'll tops. give you an hour 45. Tops. Yeah, hour 45 is great. That's a lot. That's pretty long. Because that's a half hour shorter than this movie is. Because they spent, and they spent like 25 <laughs> minutes on the James Remar red herring which right, is which is really neighbor. which is really bad because not only is it just a corny red herring but he's also just such a dick it's right. really unappealing i love the scene like after she figures out that he didn't kill her you know and then they meet him they meet at a party and james remar is like oh you're still crazy right he's just like he's being like, a fucking he leans over and starts like fake joking miranda <laughs> yeah. i actually thought it was pretty funny he's just being such an unconscionable <laughs> prick miranda Otto's going like ah, 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 ah. <laughs> They're making fun of her. <laughs> it's really, it's, it's pretty brutal. It's super inappropriate. And she's like going crazy and going like, you killed your wife yeah. and screaming at this And guy, Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer clearly is giving no indication that she's in with the joke, in on the joke. And is, she like is like traumatized by them doing this. <laughs> it's just so she's like, mean. oh God. And they're like, ah, what a crazy bitch. I mean, it all, it all stacks up because there's a huge aspect of this. It's just about her being gaslit by these, this man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. But she's, you know, this, this, this couple next door is, is pretty they're weird. Really, they're dicks. Well, Miranda, Miranda Otto like explains. Uh, she comes by her, afterwards and goes like, "Oh, I'm real sorry about all that stuff." Yeah, <laughs> she's like, "You ever, um, you ever love getting fucked by a dude so much that when he's not fucking you, you flip out." <laughs> and uh, not gonna do. Written by you think I'm gonna do. Written by Agent Coulson from the Marvel movies. That's right. right. He's he's that's Sports Night as part of the MCU. Night, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a part earlier on in the movie because like uh, it's it's sort of like Michelle like is Michelle Pfeiffer's getting gaslit into thinking that she's crazy because she maybe has some prior history in it and uh, and then also maybe she's flipping out because of empty nest syndrome. She's very yeah. close to her daughter who is going off to college at the beginning. And it's right. not Harrison Ford's daughter. It's not Harrison Ford's no, it's it's daughter. It's hers from, from a prior a marriage. marriage when she was a musician and she had to stop being a musician because she married him and he's like, I got my doctor stuff and she's like, okay, I'll be a dad. I'll be a housewife now. And yeah. yeah, no, no more art, artsy fartsy for you. It's a, there's a lot of stuff that's. Dr- Drawn out and revealed uh, in a way that could have been mm-hmm. short. That could have been given right. to us. Information could have been given to us uh, quicker. But in but in but in the beginning, there's like a, a scene when they're like, like she's going to college. Settling Do we need in. to go to college with her this time. <laughs> They're settling into their like empty nest lives, and they're just in their kind of like middle upper middle class household. Right. And then they hear Miranda Otto getting uh, getting plowed by her husband. Uh, you know, pretty far away. Yeah. You know, this house is. Uh, this is fifty yards away or something yeah. like that, and then they go. You want to give them some competition, yeah. so they they're gonna the have windows. kind of like a middle-aged couple fuck fest, fuck competition. Harrison Ford's gonna fuck Michelle Pfeiffer so hard that they're louder. She's louder than oh, their yeah, neighbors. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck you so hard. You're gonna be louder than that lady who is screaming. <laughs> she is screaming. <laughs> I'm gonna make you scream. Pfeiffer. Then he just pulls out a just like gigantic joint, <laughs> lights it. Harrison Ford. <laughs> we did. We just did three Harrison Ford movies last time, but in this one, he actually does seem like maybe he's a bit stoned uh-huh. during it at <laughs> yeah, times. I'd like to hope so. I, he, he actually seems to be having kind of a good time, and he gets to be like I think he's a, enjoying himself. He gets to when be gets a bad go, guy yeah. at the end, but yeah. he seems like I don't want to say he seems like he's like sleepwalking through this, but he does seem a little like 
hey, what's up? What's I, sh- I showed up for work and I am alive. <laughs> <laughs> you can see a couple of the shots. How about we all take a five minute break? <laughs> a couple uh, of the hey, shots. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Bobby Z. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna pop over here to my uh, my trailer. Uh, never mind. I'm just gonna go by this tree real quick. I'll yeah. do a supercut of all do the some, shots that begin with like a little some, bit of smoke. Michelle's shots real quick. I'm uh, do it. Do you think he would take like really large rips off of his joint and then just try to say Zemeckis? <laughs> I bet he has. I bet he. <laughs> I wonder if he's doing his classic uh, Harrison Ford smoking out of a uh, out of a uh, what lies out of a pot. <laughs> you ever heard that story yes. when he's like he's got like a pot like a cooking pot, and I think oh, he, yeah. he just like yeah, lights yeah. a bunch of weed on fire. Into that was a, a story pot. from this the making while he's of, in a taxi. That was cab. a story from the making of Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. I think yes. Back. So during, this was like it was so in a Star was, Wars movie. So, so Harrison Ford is me. Harrison Ford's like uh, not yeah yeah. So Harrison Ford is not like. Uh, a, like a, a guy who got older and was like, I'm going to smoke weed. No, he's, he's been he's been a he's, huge stoner, a stoner since, stoner since the 60s. <laughs> Legendary stoner, Harrison yeah. Ford. This is a fact. Yeah. I mean, there's all those stories about him and Sidney Pollock just getting ripped wow. in, in Pollock's office and stuff. Holy oh, shit. Yeah. Ford likes his dope. Oh, and, and Pollock is definitely a guy. Every time I see him in a movie, I'm like, that's a guy who's stoned. Mm-hmm. And, and for, you know, fuck it, good. Good I for lo- him. Classic Harrison Ford quote, I love Zreefer. <laughs> He was so high when he said that too. <laughs> I've definitely seen him. Like I, I, I feel like uh, there's a lot of talk shows that he goes on, and you're just sort of like that's Harrison Ford just trying to get the thing over with. But for some reason, he felt comfortable going on the Conan O'Brien show. Yeah, he possibly liked completely baked. Yeah. yeah, and so he would be fucking goofy on that show. Yeah. Did you ever see the David Blaine thing that he's in? No. There was this. Like, oh, he does a trick in front of him, and he's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> he, he goes. He does a thing where he like pulls a card out of a piece of fruit or something that's yes. in a bowl on Harrison Ford. It's in Harrison Ford's house. Yes, that was the show. It's, it's in an he, orange. Yeah. He went to all these people's houses and did a trick in front of them. And he's in Harrison Ford's house. He like pulls out a fucking. Is this your card? Out of a fucking orange or something? And Harrison Ford goes, "Get the fuck out of my house." <laughs> <laughs> he just wants him out of here so he can take another huge ass right. bong rip. He get goes, this, he goes get this camera the, out of here. He goes out to the garage. There's a bucket filled with concrete and a big PVC tube. Oh, you know he's got a kind of construction gravity bong that he built in his own garage. He's got a big carpenter bong that he used all of his know how to do. It's got it's two in by the fours. Shape of an airplane. Yeah, there's molding on it and all kinds. He's got that. He's got the truck from American Graffiti, and the engine is just rigged up to be a bong, and he sucks it out of the tailpipe it's an actual working engine it's a working engine, engine itself like he's rip, got a full scale smoke. replica of the millennium falcon that's just a bomb hey alan mcbeal come check this out <laughs> it's not a replica of the millennium falcon it's the real thing it's, that they use it's the actual set he's like bring that to my property and it's just the George set on there buying the millennium falcon he just oh. he fills the whole thing he fills the whole thing with weed and then he goes inside and he's just in the cockpit he just sits there in the cockpit full of smoke it's like romancing the stone. He just like lights part <laughs> yeah. of it on fire in the back and just hot boxes it all day. He's got a he's making Chewbacca he's noises. Got a guy. He's got a Chewbacca next to him. <laughs> it's a real dude too. It's not just a puppet. He hires a guy to sit there in a Chewbacca costume with him. They his, reminisce. His lung capacity. Yeah. Remember that time legendary. we found that nest of Gundarks, buddy? <laughs> uh, you know Han Solo and Chewie are smoking weed. Oh, man. They didn't put that in a dumbass Solo movie, but that would have been great. They're smoking whatever that Arct- Arcturian weed is. <laughs> yeah. We can do more. We can do more on Harrison <laughs> what? Ford as a big stoner. You know what lies beneath Harrison Ford smoking weed? <laughs> it's always like whatever the deal with Harrison Ford is, whether he's being ornery or grouchy or being cool or whatever, you always got to know that Harrison Ford is a huge stoner. He's deep in the valley an, no matter what's absolutely. happening. Absolutely. He is geached out. 
<laughs> he is a Chibahawk Supreme. Chibahawk. <laughs> He's a gold medal <laughs> lung capacity superstar. They got Cheech and Chong got nothing on this guy. <laughs> well, that was like an act. It's not an act for Harrison Ford. He no. takes it seriously. Yeah. Well, I don't think it was an act for Chong. Yeah, yeah. Chong, yeah it might have been. You know, they should have you know, got Chong. I'm sure Cheech went to jail. <laughs> yeah. Cheech, I think, was like, oh, no, I didn't want to do that. I'm going to be on Nash Bridges later on. <laughs> Willie, ne- Willie Nelson buys his pot from Harrison Ford. That's how good this shit <laughs> oh is. Oh, my God. I just thought <laughs> I got the- nothing on Can Harrison you- Ford. I don't I don't know if there's any record of this, but Harrison Ford and Willie Nelson just hanging out. Let's make them. Someone needs to make that movie. Right? Someone needs to make the Stoner Road movie starring Willie Nelson and Harrison Ford now when they're both very old. Yeah. And they're like, we got to get to, like, they got to get from a state where there's no weed to, like, one of the legal weed states or something. And there's got to like be a part of it. No, they, it and, should they're be just, like, and they're stoned the whole time. It should be that they, like, they're in, they're in Idaho or whatever, some state that borders Washington that doesn't have legal yeah. weed. No, but they're right Idaho. on the border. And they gotta get like twenty miles. That's it. Fuck. So they're in, so they're in <laughs> and like they don't make so, it. So they're in Post Falls, and they gotta get to Spokane. They gotta get to Spokane, <laughs> and it's like they might they might not make it in they time. Might, they might not make it because <laughs> it's like because they're high. Yeah, because they're yeah. so fucking high. It's Dude, where's my car? And there's uh, gotta be a part when uh, that's I love what they it. should call. They should be the sequel to Dude, where's my car? They can call it Seriously, Dude, where's my car? But they're on the run from somebody. <laughs> They have to be on the run from Sydney somebody. Pollock. Because then we got to try to Bogart. Oh, no, He's dead. Because we want. There's got to be a scene where they stop somewhere and they and Harrison Ford gets in fisticuffs with somebody while he's stoned. What He's got to get Eastwood. His, He's got to get his face smashed into something. Yeah. Because that's like <laughs> classic Ford. Willie Nelson's got to smash his face into something. I don't know why. We'll, Can there we'll be an orangutan? There's absolutely an orangutan. It, Not with it, them it the whole time, but they end up with an orangutan once they get to Spokane. And they, somebody brought a monkey. They wait, they, a monkey they wake up and there's a monkey there, and they're like. Where did this monkey come from? <laughs> it rips Willie Nelson's arm out of its socket. <laughs> <laughs> and and he, keeps, he keeps calling it Chewbacca. You just can't wait <laughs> yes, to get on the road He thinks again. the orangutan is Chewbacca because <laughs> he's so big. <laughs> he's so high. Chewbacca. No, he keeps calling Willie Nelson Chewy because he's got that long hair. <laughs> Chewy. He thinks, he thinks Willie hey. Nelson's Chewy. Hey. That's much better, and yeah. Willie Nelson is, and Willie Nelson doesn't ever correct him. <laughs> Stop speaking English, Chewy. <laughs> and then Willie Nelson keeps telling like old road stories, but it is in the stories, everybody calls him Chewy, too, because he's just, he's just rolling with it. Yeah, people have thought I was Chewbacca for the last 30 years. Uh, this is a good idea. This Solid idea. Real, real better money than, on the table. Better movie here. than What Lies Beneath. <laughs> Shorter, too. Shorter, yeah. too. It's probably. Uh, what, what, what Lies Beneath. So anyway, that's Harrison Ford in What Lies Beneath. Apparently, we all he's just very stoned. <laughs> he's, he's fine. He shows up and does what he's supposed to do. I think to. he's good. That, I think he's good. A part. I like it when he gets to, to be a villain, too, because you don't get to see Harrison Ford sure. like, be a bad guy a lot of and times. And not just a bad guy, but like a, a, psych- like a psychopath. Yeah, like yeah. He's, he, he starts to a reveal murderer. like a real specific kind yeah. of pathology when she's in the bathtub. He's, like he's gleefully like, trying to murder her in like a Hitchcockian fashion. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy like how t- in his the way that his mind works is like sort of like, I, I love you. I was perfectly willing to just, I, I had to kill that lady, of course, but like I wanted to spend the rest of my life with you. But can't, I'm, not going, I'm not going to jail. He, so. had, he had to kill the other lady because of something. Why she was going to ruin her? his career. Yeah. That was it. Oh, because she was going to ruin his career because she was, was going to go to the dean. Reveal their affair or something. Right? She was going to go to the dean. She was going to tell him about all the weed I smoke. Right. And Michelle Pfeiffer keeps getting like items from the dead girl and then mm-hmm. becoming possessed right, yeah. by her. She There's touches them, the lock of scene, hair. scene and... where she starts fucking Harrison Ford and she's like possessed, she's possessed. by this lady. And then he sees that girl's face on mm-hmm. her face. Because yeah. they look... They do very, look, they a look, very bad morph. They look similar. But it, it's, it's kind of fun. The morphing is I think the morphing's not great, but then like Harrison Ford's reaction is fucking priceless. 
he's like that confused Harrison I do Ford like look. That, like, oh shit, what, what? That's probably her best sort of performance in the in the movie is that sex scene and or the the sort of almost sex scene. And then like I like the part where like as as her face changes, she's like, I think your wife suspects something. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, my God. wife. She she. I think Michelle Pfeiffer. I think Michelle Pfeiffer is really fun in this. But it, yeah, it is great because she's. Uh, I don't know if mousy is the right word, but she's very like she's nervous, timid. She's very timid and she's nervous the whole time. And but when she's up mom. when she's possessed by that by yeah. the dead girl, she is like very very sexy. She's mm-hmm. like Catwoman. It's essentially the same the same well, kind yeah. of well, performance as Catwoman. Finding out from like relatives and people who knew the dead girl that she was a trouble and yeah. be a genius. Yep, she was a she troubled, was like, horny genius, A's, like a uh, super super intelligent. Which is how we know that she was able to get her vengeance beyond the grave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Only a smart person could figure out how sure. to be a ghost. And then, uh, <laughs> well, she's—I want to see the story <laughs> that, that that she has to go through. She learned how to move all this stuff. Yeah, she learned how to possess people. Like, who taught her? Did Patrick Swayze teach her how to do it? Who knows? I would love that. That should have been the sequel right there. Yeah, uh, but it, that's I what mean, lies it, beneath. She's pretty far away from this house too. Her body's like in this uh, is in the river, like you yeah. know, several miles away. There's like a. Uh, like Michelle Pfeiffer starts going crazy, and then she goes to see a psychiatrist mm. and uh, Joe, Joe Morton. Morton and Joe he, Morton, yeah. I've been rewatching a bunch of John Sayles movies, so I've been oh, wa- yeah. I've been seeing a lot of Joo Morton lately. You get the City love. of Hope yet? Uh, I'm I'm partway through, but I rewatched oh, uh, Lone Star and Brother from Another Planet recently. City of Ho- City of Hope is the one. Yeah. Uh, so I, my, Miles Lone, Dyson. Lone, Lone Star is great. Lone Star is my favorite. I just I watched watching it again. I was like, oh yeah, I love that's right. I City love of Hope movie. is like, oh, this is where David Simon figured it out. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, awesome. The only thing missing from Lone Star is Strathairn, but I don't know if he would really fit. First time I remember seeing Chris Cooper too, who's awesome mm-hmm. in that movie. Strathairn would have to do an accent. Yeah, I feel like, and I, think, I don't know. Yeah, I don't have think, you have you rewatched Matewan recently? No, I, oh, I, I, I did watch. That's, I did watch. That's, that's my favorite. I did watch Limbo recently. Speaking of Strathair, that, that went up. Yeah, I didn't like that at the time, but it's, it's I, really, I it's really good. It, it's yeah, yeah, it's good, got yeah. Uh, it's got my favorite. Uh, what's her name from The Abyss? Uh, Mary Elizabeth, Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio. Mastrantonio. Ah, yeah, Eight Men Out's great too. Um, Eight Men Out's great. Mate One is like Eight insanely good. Eight Men Out's seen, great. Haven't seen Mate One in like ten years. Anyway, if you ever want to see Charlie Sheen in a John Sayles movie, that's a thing that happened. And Cusack. And Cusack. But Joe Morton is, and he he's only in a little bit, but I just like that guy. But but he recommends her to he essentially. Like recommends that she get a Ouija board, yeah, <laughs> and try and contact this dead girl. And I just love that. I just watched all the Sopranos, and so I'm 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 really into uh, into uh, psychiatrists uh, giving bad advice. <laughs> to right oh, now. Michelle Pfeiffer has a has a boozy horny friend. Yep. in this classic then, uh, classic trope. Oh, and the dog. Somehow too. it's not Catherine What's, O'Hara. Uh, does anybody remember the, Does anybody remember the dog's name? He's a good boy. Fuck, it's he is like, a good boy. It's like Cooper. Or Cooper, something. and yeah. then Cooper. Harrison Ford calls it Pooper. Pooper, <laughs> he does. Come on, Pooper. <laughs> Go out and get and you Cooper, pooping. Cooper, when she's drowning in the tub, yep. when he leaves her to drown in the tub, Cooper like looks. He's like, oh, he like looks like he he's wants like, to help I can't her. Help. I don't have hands. <laughs> I have divided loyalties. Sorry. <laughs> he's like, oh, I wish you weren't dying. I like you better. Yeah. But I can't do anything. I'm a dog. This guy's probably <laughs> gonna feed me. I mean, I'm not going to the cops. Uh, I think it's. I think it's a very. I think it's a very good dog performance. There's a part. We're doing the Ouija board in the bathroom, and you hear some stuff. And Cooper. It's Cooper. He sneaks into the bathroom and spooks them. Yeah. It's some not a ghost. S- they do this Ouija board seance in the bathroom, and stuff actually happens. And then later on, the uh, the, the yeah. wacky horny friends like, "Well, that was a bust." And you're like, "What are you talking about?" And and she's got, she's got a, like one of those giant glasses of wine that holds a whole bottle. <laughs> she's yeah. carrying one a glass of wine in every scene in this movie. She has a, she has a, and then she has a box of wine under her yeah. arm. 
arm and a backpack full of wine. And, and one, one of those, those, bo- those, those hat caps. With yeah. a, with but each one has a bottle, a bottle of wine. Bottle of wine wine and straws. It's wine o'clock. She says a wine o'clock on her shirt. It's, yeah. wine, it's wine o'clock somewhere. She's got that. And then Harrison Ford pulls up and he opens the car door and it's just billows of smoke. And he's like, what's going on? She's like, oh, not much. <laughs> this movie parties. Anybody got any wine? <laughs> I wish this movie partied as much as our as our <laughs> imaginary version. It just kind of takes forever. This movie feels like it takes forever to get to the things uh-huh. that the movie is about. Like the red herring thing seems to take too For long. For a long time. And then yeah. like her figuring out there's a ghost takes too long. And then Harrison Ford revealing that he cheated on this girl takes with I, this girl. I agree with and that. And then the part where he reveals he's actually killed her. And then the part where he's like, I'm going to kill you. It just feels like... Holy shit! Could this be a half hour shorter yeah, at just, least? Just speed it up. Like just yeah, seriously. Like, I think the third act really, really does drag like that. But I like the I like the pace of the rest of the movie because I really like Michelle Pfeiffer throughout this whole movie. Yeah. Harrison Ford's great, but she's the protagonist, and I just and it's just such a wonderful character. I enjoy spending time with her. I, I'm, she seems yeah. like the sort of person that she just seems like a real person. To yeah, me. yeah, and, I, and you and you're really on her side. Yeah, I'm a big Michelle Pfeiffer fan. I love, Batman Returns is my favorite Batman. I think she's she's she's, 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 a, she's got a new movie that was at New York Film Festival a couple yeah. weeks ago, and some critic wrote a review, and the headline was like, "This is she's going to win an Oscar. This is the one she's going to re- be remembered for." And I'm like, "This is the one she's going to be remembered <laughs> I saw you, yeah, for." Michelle yeah, Pfeiffer. <laughs> like, no, this yeah, is this movie nobody's <laughs> heard of will be the one Michelle Pfeiffer's remembered for, and you're like, "She I think, did. She didn't I, do shit." I think not. <laughs> I think Michelle Pfeiffer is already remembered <laughs> right. for a lot of movies. <laughs> well, it's her tarnished legacy, I uh, guess. Well, yeah. I mean, if you don't count, oh, come uh, on. If, if you don't count Witches of Eastwick right. or Batman, Batman Returns, Returns, Fabulous Scarface. Baker Boys, <laughs> she's in Scarface. Yeah, come on. You know. A womb is all dried up. <laughs> I mean, fucking, <laughs> fucking, what lies beneath? Yeah, seriously. No, yeah, I think she's great in it. I really like this movie. I, I've, I found uh, it, this happened with Castaway too, to a lesser extent. But like, this is one of those movies that I watched and was like, that movie's great. And then I just a bunch of people I knew were like, what lies beneath? <laughs> that that suck fest. And I, I was like, what? I hated this I think movie. It's really good. I, I have actually time. grown to like it yeah, more, yeah. but I still don't think it's great. I hated this yeah. movie. The fir- I've only seen it twice. I saw it in the theater when it first came out, and I was like, that sucked. And then, like, you I watched it again. It sucked? I did yeah, too. Yeah, I think me I too. Just, I don't get that. I think it just—I don't know. Something about it annoyed me. Yeah. And it might be that it was—it might be that it was drug out. I don't know. It might be the same thing that bothered me now. I just thought it was boring. I'm, yeah. I think I'm—I'm I'm more forgiving of a lot of stuff now when I watch movies. And yeah. I watching it, I was like, this certainly has a lot of problems that I'm like not a fan of, and it's on for way too fucking long. But I'm mostly enjoying it, and like I do, I like I love Michelle Pfeiffer in it too. And Harrison Ford is fun when he turns into a villain. It's just it, you know, but so I like it more now. It's yeah. interesting that uh, that this was made in, like with Castaway because I think this right. is way too fucking long. And I'm like, I wish Castaway was twice as long. Yeah, Castaway actually <laughs> needs to be longer because it it just it, that that movie just cuts right. It like cuts halfway through, and he's like. It's like four years later, he's been on the island. He's like, I built a boat, and then he leaves. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, well, he was only a castaway for a little bit. Right. <laughs> but uh, the last time I watched that movie. Castaway? Yeah. It fucking rules. I love that. It's I still always good. liked that movie, and the last time I watched it, I was like, this movie is a great. It's like it's really fucking good. great. It's really good. I just wish it was like way longer. And not I, just I not just so to be not just be longer on the island but, but longer once he gets home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's great when he gets home. Yeah, it's it's great. so sad. That scene, that scene with Helen Hunt in the house at the end is amazing. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm just saying it really makes me want to like get some FedEx when I watch <laughs> yeah. that. Oh, it really got a hankering for some FedEx. God damn, I could go for some FedEx. I don't right care now. what it is. Send it to me in a FedEx box. <laughs> Please. 
They're a great company. Uh, um, but like, okay, but that but that that Castaway is a good a good jumping off point because like Zemeckis has never been a subtle dude. No. And people keep people keep like requiring him to be like as if it's his, like his Achilles heel is that he <laughs> that he doesn't do subtlety very well. It's like I, okay, that's not his project. I think that's something that we should that we might talk about in the next one too. And I think it's a yeah. problem with the way people watch movies. Yeah. And I think that mm. it happens with. Uh, it happened with like Tarantino, I remember early on, and um, and Zemeckis too, and uh, Raimi, Sam Raimi, we're going to talk about next, I think. And it's this thing where people go like, I loved that crazy movie you did that was so idiosyncratic and weird. Mm-hmm. When are you going to make a normal movie? Right. Like tar- <laughs> I remember all the people saying like after Tarantino did like Pulp Fiction, and they were kind of like. And then even Jackie Brown, and they were kind of like, but when is he going to do one? When's he going to grow up? When's he going to grow up and do a normal movie? And, yeah. and what they mean is a movie that's boring yeah. or something. A movie they that's mean, not, like, that doesn't have all of the things that yeah, make his movie and special. And you're like, well, a movie for everybody. Somebody yeah. else will make that movie. Right. Fucking uh, Sidney Pollock is already making that's that movie. That's why we have Sidney Pollock. Or, like, what? fucking Rob Reiner, the bad Rob Reiner is making a, a boring movie. Wes Anderson already. is a real good example of this At, syndrome yeah. where people are like, well, it's another one of those Wes Anderson movies. And you're like, <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's why that's I'm, the movie he made. That's why we're watching it. Oh, Wes Anderson made. It. They really. Yeah, but it's it's a. Pro- this one. This one's a little twee. It's it's okay. A weird, it's a weird thing where it's a problem where with the way people watch movies is that they want these filmmakers to. And and I think that what happens is that like then uh, Zemeckis makes movies that they also hate, like Forrest Gump or right. something. That's more of a normal movie, and then people go like, Nah, I don't like that either. What's weird too well, is Raimi that, actually. Like, Raimi's Forrest the Gump worst. though is like very Zemeckisy. Right. But it's wrapped up in this sort yeah, of yeah. like weird package. I think Raimi. I think Raimi actually. I think there's some Raimi stuff in the gift, but it, like he he actually like for love of the game and yeah. shit like that. Simple boring, plan. Yeah, it's kind of like why would we want him to make these movies? I mean, I mean those are very good. Well, for, for love of the game is not very good, but like Simple Plan is great. Yeah, yeah. I, but I just mean like we lo- the thing we love about him is like. Right. I mean, the thing I love is like. Evil Dead 2. I don't watch Evil Dead 2 and go like, when is this guy going to make a relationship drama that's right. like not fun about to baseball? Watch? <laughs> I don't know. Like somebody else is going to make that movie. Why right. do we require our filmmakers that we love to do that? I don't want Oliver Stone to not make a fucking Oliver Stone movie. I want Oliver Stone to make fucking Natural Born Killers right. every time or whatever. <laughs> Raimi is such a like, strange. Nobody case. else is going to do that. We'll, yeah. We should. We'll get to we'll it get later. To, but we'll get to but, but Zemeckis, yeah. Zemeckis falls into that camp a little. I think. Uh, yeah, and, I think so. But he he always he always has like a bag of. That's when this movie's the best is when he's when he's doing when he's, his Zemeckis stuff. When he's riffing on Hitchcock or doing yeah, his Zemeckis thing, yes. you know, like when he when she's spying on the neighbor who she mm-hmm. thinks murdered her husband, even like that sort of rear window esque thing where she looks and he's there, then he's not there, and yeah. the dog's barking, and it's like she this, sees the footprints coming. It's just great. It's great thriller stuff, you know. Yeah, like just like there's all a, the a, all the thriller <laughs> scenes, the bathtub scene. I keep I, so good. It's the it's, best. It's so good. There's a really amazing shot too when she still thinks that something hinky's going on with the weird the weird sex neighbors yeah. across the way and she hears the lady kind of like freaking out and so she goes hello and she's looking through this uh, this crack in the fence yeah. she's like are you okay over there and she goes like Whoa, and then darts out of the way she's yeah. like way in the distance and then there's like a big pause and then she just pops up right with her eyeball right in front of the it's an amazing shot yeah. and it's scary as shit and it's just a lady yeah. going like hello but he does. He, I mean, he's good at doing that in this movie too. Of the like point of view. Oh yeah, I think you know. And Zemeckis loves to do that. And he's kind of using shit. all these really nice long gliding shots. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't. The, the 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 script has all these sort of like narrative rhymes to it, you know. Uh, but the so but so does it does visually too. Because I mean, you can't you you get lost counting uh, how many shots of this are through a mirror or at a mirror or through yeah, a window yeah. or a picture frame yeah. or underwater or about water. It's all like it's all like 
all the surfaces in it are porous. Yeah. Right? And it's kind of like the ghost world and the and the, 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 the human world, like, bumping up right against each other. It's yeah, like, yeah. you know, she's looking through the fence. Yeah. You right. know? Uh, borders are, are very porous, and they're very easily slipped you, through. I mean, honestly, now we're talking about, I wish that Zemeckis would make ghost you sure because yeah. he would because that would there and it would look because really when, when you when zucker does it it's like yeah as he's long a, as it's somebody whose name begins with a z <laughs> yeah. all that matters it's like he's a zorro he's, zorro because when ghost. zucker does it it's like he's a ghost and then he just films it like a regular movie but yeah. zemeckis would be like there'd be some oh the, but it's got to be there's got to be a bunch of trick the whole shots the whole the whole movie would be that shot in the mirror at the exactly. beginning of ghost yeah. yeah yeah plus yeah anyway but uh yeah there's a point there's that point in it though that i think is a real like shifting of the of the way that the movie is shot and stuff that I think is kind of in principle a cool shot but doesn't work great with the special effects today and it's like right when you're, you're kind of like oh here we go Harrison Ford's the bad guy and we're in the mm-hmm. end game here and and Michelle Pfeiffer's got her face down on the ground and the camera is like looking at her from the like the floor level and then it dips underneath the floor yeah, yeah. to like this lower shot and it's like that is in principle cool but the special effects that they use to execute it are awful. It's kind of well, they how, are now. I'm sure they were I cool f- then. Feel yeah. about some of those shots, and that's in, like, the way that a lot of the re- yeah, yeah, yes. Which I think, which I think is actually is, that's another movie that's grown on me every time I watched it. But yeah. like, I feel like the cool neat thing where they built the whole set and the thing travels through the walls and stuff is like in principle cool and also looks kind of bad. Looks yeah. like the seventh <laughs> guest now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, they, they got a little more ambitious than the than the right. tech could handle, and and this movie is a really good and example Fincher of that. are both guilty of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. and like the 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 stuff, the the CGI like green screen car chase stuff at the end of this, with like yeah. when the mass of the boat yeah. goes through the windshield of the truck she's driving, and the whole thing, the glass in the car, in the car is CGI. Yeah, the whole thing, or like when she's driving the truck and Harrison Ford like smashes through the back the back windshield and grabs her, the glass that he hits is CGI, and so is the hammer, and it just looks really really bad yeah it's 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 not great the one the one scene that i think could just be completely excised from the movie and it's because and it has no special effects in it but it's because it's only in there just so that we don't think harrison ford is the killer is there's this weird long scene where it's from her point of view the whole movie except for like a, this one scene where he's just in his office alone and he's talking to somebody right, oh, yeah. on the phone and it's kind of like it's it feels like one of those scenes that's there so, so the audience goes oh I thought maybe he was the killer but he's not now because right. we're he's talking to, and it, it, maybe maybe there's a reason it's in, like it's it, like I don't know why he's on that phone call except yeah. except that if he wasn't the killer he would be concerned about his wife but now he's talking to somebody going maybe it's to but it feels like it's just to throw the audience off. You could take that scene out, yeah, and it would the movie would be the same. There is a lot of stuff that you can take out. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot and of I, it, and I like this movie. I think a lot of it isn't necessarily even cutting stuff. It's more just squeezing it down, yeah, like you know, tightening it up. And I mean, at the end, even when she gets out of the bathtub, there's some great thriller stuff where she's going down the stairs and Harrison Ford. She's she's. Uh, poisoned him with the knockout stuff. And yeah, yeah. He's like on the ground, and you think he's he's dead, maybe. You know, and there's like there's just a whole bunch of that, that's that's in is kind of cool because it's still a thrilling scene, but it's also like after this really traumatic scene we just saw, and then you're like, and the movie's still going. Too much, too much and stuff between the uh, wish, the bathtub scene and the end. Yeah. I wish this was directed by Spielberg. Huh? Uh, maybe. Yeah. I think it would be so – I think all the formal stuff would pop so much more, and I think that the performances would be even stronger, and I think he'd tighten it up. It would have been sexier, that's for damn sure. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I mean, if you look at if you look at even his like recent spate of old man stuff, it's like never as draggy as this. 
No. I mean, I don't know. I'm never going to watch Ready Player One again, so I'll just take your word for it. <laughs> okay, no, but the, like no, the, that the count post the or Bridge. Stuff. Yeah, that, oh, I'm oh, talking oh, about oh, like oh, the oh, post oh, and Bridges Fire and sorry, stuff sorry. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Link, oh, yeah no. Lincoln. Yeah. No, no, that stuff's all. Well, yeah, that stuff all. He just, I mean, like, you know, he would just shoot the shit out of this, and it's yeah. perfect material for him. Yeah. But, I mean. Not I, that Zemeckis didn't made, made it bad. It's no, just like. I mean, Zemeckis is the reason it's good. Yeah. This is a script that could go to a different director, and we, we wouldn't would be talking be shit, about yeah. it. But it's like in Zemeckis' hands, it's at least like when he's when he's like, here's my magic trick bag. Yeah. You're like, woo, fun. You know, <laughs> like, now we're talking. But yeah. then when it's other scenes, you're kind of like, eh, <laughs> whatever. These guys are at dinner. Okay. Yeah. I'm making a real movie, and then he's like, "Nah, just kidding. It's a Hitchcock thing." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, I'm back. I'm back again. You brought me back again." His Zemeckis. new movie comes out like next week. What? What is it? Witches. Oh, right. He did that remake of the. It's Witches. going straight to Disney or whatever. It's going straight to streaming. Yeah. With Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Hmm. Based I'm, on I'm, the Roald Doll. I'm totally in yeah, for yeah. it. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Yeah. I think. I like the Rogue one. Yeah. I mean, Roald I love. I love Roald that. Doll was canceled. I love that. Catch book. up, everybody. <laughs> he's was a he? vicious anti-Semite. I mean, yeah, he'd had a lot of problems. <laughs> Was he? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He, he was definitely anti-Semitic. You know? yeah. very, very, like, he was one of those, one of the, you know how, like, sometimes you'll be like, you hear a thing about a person, and then you'll kind of, go, like, like okay, yeah, he said a couple of things. But Roald Dahl's one of those guys where you read the stuff, and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Weird. I mean, it's like, I hate Jews. It's literally, yeah. like, bad stuff wow. like that. Yeah, it's, like, well, it's really did, bad. I actually recently looked up uh, looked up huh. uh, Jack Parr for some reason. Because I've been watching, <laughs> I've been watching Yeah, no. I've been watching these old uh, Tonight Show episodes and stuff, and then I was, I was like, looking up the history of the Tonight Show, and then I was like, I don't know anything about Jack Parr. He's like, this guy, it turns out Jack Parr's, like, Walter Brennan-level horrible racist. Well, he was... His project was homophobia, oh. and he really, <laughs> he really dove into it. It's uh. so weird. I had no because idea because I was reading his. It was a Wikipedia article, and I was just reading it down. And I was like, "This guy sounds like an interesting guy," and he had some interesting moments of live TV, and he kind of like co-invented this sort of format and stuff. And then it says homophobia is one of the things, and then you read up, and you're like, "Oh no!" It's like a chapter in a book that he wrote and stuff. Oh no! Yeah, he's like passionately into it. Weird. Yes. Huh. I had no idea. So. That's one of the more interesting digressions I think that's ever popped up on this show. I disagree. Okay. <laughs> and that's an interesting digression. Yeah. Kevin's like, uh, I disagree that his homophobia is a problem. <laughs> what? Oh, no, Kevin. Holy uh, shit. What a turn. I disagree with that, too. Uh, <laughs> what a twist. But I do like The Witches. It's a good book. Yeah. Also, his book about flying solo. I know, I'm know. i sorry. I know I'm talking about an anti-Semite now, but his book, Flying Solo, about him flying a, a fighter fighter plane during World War II is great. Mm. Rolled he also wrote one of my favorite James Bond movies, You Only Live Twice, That's right. which right. some people think is very racist. And he wrote The Twits. <laughs> I do like Twits book. And your favorite Spielberg movie, The BFG. The BFG. The witches was the witches was uh, banned at my like grade school in Butte when I was going to school in Butte, Montana. Why? It was one of the banned books because it was about witches. It's about witches. Have you read the? I mean, it's all about <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah. It's all about them trying to eat kids yeah. and stuff. I don't know. It's it's you know why are why are any books banned because people are stupid? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, why is Catcher in the Rye banned? I mean, besides the fact that it sucks, <laughs> is why it should be. <laughs> We're banning this from the curriculum because it's not very good. <laughs> is he dead, J.D. Salinger? Uh, yes. Okay. No, James Earl Jones is still alive. <laughs> Forrester is still alive, though, from Finding Forrester. <laughs> oh, punch those keys. Uh, uh, anyway, what? Any I, quotes? 
what, what happens at the end of the movie? Do we talk about what? Because he gets he Harrison well, he gets Ford, dragged into yeah. the water by Ghost Lady. Yeah, and he's and he gets a good Harrison Ford like, oh shit, Uh-oh. there's a ghost. <laughs> he like sees the ghost right at the end. He's like, I don't believe in your ghost shit. And then at the end, he's like, ah, it's a ghost. Well, I'm dying. And then he as he's a, getting dragged into the water, he takes, water, a, he's big, like, takes a big underwater ghost. toke. Fucking ghost out here. One last toke on the road. <laughs> One last toke. Oh, far fucking out. Oh, but it's man. pretty much uh, monsters dead. Uh, roll, roll credits. The credits. Oh, there, yeah. a, there's a. She goes a, to the grave. She goes to the grave of the lady that very, got killed. And it's a very bad. Uh, very bad fake snowstorm. Snow. Yeah. It's like a. It's like a totally a green screen yeah. shot of her at a fake graveyard, and it looks like. I mean, I love Dick Tracy, but it looks like a. It's very <laughs> it looks bad. like a shot. It looks like out of Dick Tracy. I'm like, eh, this it looks is not like there's literally nothing real in the shot except for Michelle Pfeiffer. Right, and even that, you're like, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe Zemeckis is <laughs> using one of his weird animated avatars. Yeah, there's a, st- a stinger scene at the end of the credits. Oh, like is after there? After all the credits have rolled, and it's Michelle Pfeiffer's 20 minute long conversation oh. with her daughter, <laughs> where she's like, "Yeah, I got a pretty fucked up story, honey." <laughs> How's it been going since I've been at college? And then Sam Great. Jackson walks in with a box and is like, "Here's the thing." And we and everybody. Then she's goes, recruited into the Avengers. <laughs> You're one of the Avengers now. Here's a box, and he opens a case, and there's something shiny in there. And they go, "Oh my God, is that what I think it is?" Cut to black. Yeah. She is good in those Ant Man movies. That's true. She is good in the Ant Man movie. Is she in the line of girls who are like? Oh, we're I don't gonna, think so because we got this one, guys. I don't remember if she's at the end of that one because I know I know Evangeline Lilly is, but I don't remember if Michelle Pfeiffer is. I think she is. They're every because they have everybody in those, that scene. Oh, Jesus I gotta watch that movie again. You do? Uh, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. I last time I watched it was like my third viewing. I watched it, you know, when we saw it, uh-huh. and then I watched it when it came out on video, just because it was like Molly was gone for Christmas, and I was home by myself. I'm like, fuck, I'll watch fucking Avengers, <laughs> and then and then I watched it again, like about seven, eight months ago, like right before we moved, and I, I was like, I can't do it anymore. I can't. Like, I got about forty minutes in, and I was just like, it's how long? Yeah, get me out of here. <laughs> Uh, I don't have any lines per se, but there was a really uh, funny part when um, Michelle Pfeiffer f- first goes to therapy with uh, Miles Dyson, and, uh, and he's, he's like, just, "Men like you <laughs> built a hydrogen bomb," <laughs> and he's Ma'am. like, "Whoa, man, need gotta to be, be a little more a constructive, little more constructive here, okay? Here, ma'am. Ma'am. If you re- ma'am. ma'am, if you really want to shine them on." <laughs> Have you guys seen that trailer for that new Ron Ho- that Ron Howard movie, Hillbilly Elegy, that's coming out? That's a Ron Howard movie too. Oh yeah, yeah. But there's there's Ugh. a part there's a whole chunk of the tra- of the trailer where it's about how Glenn Close's character loves Terminator Two, okay. and she's right. like talking to her grandson who's like all troubled because his mom Amy Adams is you know a mess and. Glenn Close is like, you know, there's good Terminators and bad Terminators, and there's neutral Terminators, and mm. you're just like, what the fuck is this movie? Huh. <laughs> well, it's Ron Howard, so it's going to be good. Yeah. Wait, what it's was guaranteed. the... Uh, but there's just a part during the, th- the therapy when it's like their first time together, he and she, he's like, tell me stuff about... Yes. And then he goes, and then there's like a lull in the conversation, he goes, you want a fireball? Yeah. <laughs> and he has a bowl of fireballs, yeah. which is a hot gobstopper. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what? What? Those are other that scenes. Is a, that is an extreme candy for just sort yeah. of an office situation. You want a fireball? What's that? It's a hot gobstopper. Then he slowly starts to undo his belt. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> those it's are, a uh, really hard candy that is also really hot. Those are other scenes Few that you people could, are going uh, to enjoy it. Just excise from the movie, but I actually enjoy them. I think they're all very cute. Yeah. The, like scenes with her and Joe Morton. I don't know. 
but you could take them out of the movie and it there, would be there's shorter. A, there's <laughs> a funny sort of like bada boom scene where I think it's like right after the part when she accosts Miranda Otto and the and her yeah. sexy husband. And then it's like very embarrassing because she's like, you you killed your wife. And then the wife pops up and is like, what? What's up? I'm not dead. And then everyone's like, burr, burr. and it just cuts to her back in therapy with him again. You ought to like, not accuse people of killing yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a joke. She's like, oops. Ratings. Three Juds, mostly for the tech. Uh, not the not the special effects stuff at the end, but you know, just the general formal prowess yeah. of Zemeckis. It's pretty impressive, and for Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, <sighs> one Douglas for yeah, the for the possessed getting, getting possessed sexy. seduction scene. Yeah, she and bites the, his and lip. the part where the, and maybe the part where they're like, let's oh, let's, let's out fuck yeah. our neighbors. Yeah. Right. <laughs> La- the lady's getting abuse railed across the, the neighborhood. Middle aged couple uh, porking sex competition. Olympics sex Olympics. <laughs> Yeah, maybe well, it's the one and a half, Douglas. There, there you go. Let's revise up. Uh, and I'm going to give it uh, 10 out of 10. Oh, boy, 10 out of 10 CGI glass-breaking scenes for some reason. <laughs> Just really depressing to me. Anyway. <laughs> I'm going to give it three and a half uh, Judds. I really like this movie, but yeah, you can't you can't um, not fault it for how how really kind of off the rails it goes in that last half hour that last 40 minutes or something like that it is a, p- a fairly long movie but the yeah. the it, the length doesn't bother me until that point like it, it takes a, it's a leisurely paced movie and i enjoy that the way, i think the way that it's done up until that point once it starts turning once it turns into a out and out thriller at the end and it takes forever is the problem yeah. like at the point where it's yeah. a where the point where it's a thriller you're kind of like okay cool well, let's have this happen quickly and it is like no this part will also be very leisurely yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, I'm gonna give it uh, one and a, yeah. I'm just I'm gonna go with one and a half Douglases for the senior sex Olympics, <laughs> and I'm gonna give it ten out of ten fireballs. Mm. Fireball gobstoppers that she removed from her mouth pretty quick. <laughs> oh, this is very hot. Nobody's gonna want one of those. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Three. Three Doug or Juds. This is uh. Uh, yeah, same thing. It's like it's like again borderline two and a half, three. But I I, I think I come out on three just because I when when it's when it's fun, it's fun. That bathtub scene is great, and I think that yeah. uh, that Michelle Pfeiffer is great, and Harrison Ford is great, especially when he's like all oh, I'm gonna have to kill you, honey, and he's kind of it's like he's like oh, Harrison Ford's having fun being a bad guy. This is good <laughs> to watch, uh, and you know the drug neighbor with her all her wine, all her wine accoutrement. <laughs> uh, and one and oh yeah, I'll go one and a half Douglases as well for the Sex Olympics and that scene just where he's like, I think your wife su- suspects us. Yeah, and he's like, what? And then her face shifts. What? What? Harrison, what? Harrison Ford looks confused. He puts his finger in his collar. He's like, he's like, well, are we still gonna have sex or forbidden fruit? Are we still gonna have sex? Are we still gonna fuck? Don't tell my wife. It makes sex even better. Never fucked on weed. Uh, and ten, 10 out of 10, uh, jeez, 10 out of 10. It's nondescript. Dig deep. Oh, what, ha- what happens in counting this movie? On you. What lies beneath this movie? Wow. 10 out of 10 mirror shots? Yeah. 10 like, out of 10 Harrison Ford bong rips? 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10 Harrison Ford's just clearly stoning this. I'm fucking <laughs> Just a little bit of smoke this movie sneaking out of Inspired a lot of enthusiasm from. I don't know. It's like it's it's uh, ten out of ten, ten out of ten uh, neighbor sex Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> God. 
All right, let's move on. Moving on. 2000's The Gift. Yeah. In a small southern town. In the quiet heart of Hatcher County. It's about this time last year his daddy passed away. He's still real messed up over it. There are no strangers. You're not that Wilson that's a fortune teller, are you? I don't call myself that. You think we'll live happily ever after? There are no secrets. What's the matter? You see something bad? than a disappearance. We got to the end of the road in our investigation. We looked under every rock there's to look under. Is there anything you can tell us at all? Is that the only witness wasn't even there. No from, sex Olympics from Sam in this Raimi. Movie. No sex in No, that's not it. true. Oh, there's some se- oh, there's some sex there's some sexiness. There's some no sex, sex and nudity. No sex Olympics. There is nudity in this one actually. There's absolutely nudity in it. It was the, the one thing that the thing that this movie was most famous for. At the time. <laughs> Probably just <laughs> Katie Holmes' literally boob. Literally was Katie Holmes. That was the whole. This is Katie Holmes' boob. The movie. That's the whole thing. The reason this movie was like talked about at the time. I remember because I, I think I, everybody kind of went like, yeah, yeah, it was fine. I really liked this. I liked it, I liked it more this time than I did when I saw it. Sure. Ten years ago. Yeah. Isn't it in twenty years? Isn't it twenty like years a scene ago? In Harold and Kumar, where they like watch the Katie Holmes nude scene in The Gift. I don't like remember some movie like that. Is someone yeah. somebody brought it up when I was watching it? It's legendary, but the rest of the movie is also pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed it. This I is this Blanchett is a movie is that is absolutely fine. But Sam Raimi and Kate Blanchett bring bring so I think much. There's, to the I think table. the whole cast is really good, and there's a, it's a really good deep cast. Like it, everybody's, is everybody's, quite, it is quite a cast. It is everybody's that, hitting really good here. It is that like four-year period where Greg Kinnear was like, right. where everybody was like, yeah. get Kinnear. Kinnear yeah. to eternity. Because <laughs> like, he won an Oscar, right? Uh, for, he was nominated, he, for, he was nominated for, for as good as it as gets. As good as it gets. Yeah. Okay, he was nominated for that. But then from, it was like there was like a four or five-year period after that where it was like, let's get Kinnear. Was he still on Talk Soup? I don't think so. He did I, talk soup through. He's still on talk yeah. soup. He never <laughs> the, stopped. They, remember when they called? They just changed the name to the soup. The soup. Because yeah. uh, you know I wasn't watching it with the talk in front of it. Yeah. Then they changed it. I was like, oh, it's cool. Well, again. I think it was because they were on, they weren't only talking about talk shows. At right. some point, it was like we're just doing all stuff. So watch. now it's just a regular soup. Yeah. I used to actually talk watch soup. Talk Soup, like actively oh, yeah. watched it when it was on. I remember watching yeah. Talk Soup pr- around the time when he was in As Good As It Gets, and he got like an Oscar nomination. <laughs> talk Soup was the original show where like the employees for the show were the audience. Yeah. It'd be like 14 people in the audience, and they thought each joke was great. Yeah. You could hear <laughs> them laughing worked. in the background. <laughs> that joke's t- I wrote that joke. Maybe like, and then they go, hey, yeah, right? Am I right off camera? Oh, yeah. This, oh, this guy knows what I'm talking about. It was Kinnear. Um, who? Who? Um, what's this? Joel McHale. Yeah, did talk soup. That guy with the weird hair. Coloration. Tom Bergeron. Tom Bergeron. Was that him? I uh, know his name isn't Tom Bergeron. No. But there was a there was a guy who hosted it for a while who had like a little spot in his yeah, hair. Yeah. Like he'd seen a ghost, like a little small. He ghost saw a at ghost. It was the ghost of Greg Kinnear. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not a ghost of Greg Kinnear in this movie, though. No, it's not. It's the ghost of Katie Holmes. Yeah. Well, also, there's well, other, no, no. other ghosts, too. Those could just be visions, well, actually, for all we know. There is a straight-up ghost There's at a straight-up ghost movie. at the end of the movie. Yeah. That's not Katie Holmes. That's, but there's a ghost. A ghost that has ample there's powers. A ghost earlier, too, because her grandma shows up as a ghost. That could also it's be a Aunt May from the Raimi Spider-Mans. It is. Speedermans. Yeah. That's Spiderman. right. Yeah. That's how I recognized her. Yeah, this movie is a is Kate Blanchett is a small uh, what is this, New Orleans? Uh, some, it's, this, uh, it's like Louisiana, Louisiana some some bayou, bayou backwater it's written, town. It's written by uh, Billy Bob and Tom Epperson, yeah. who were a 
team at the time doing some and good, I, I would, great stuff. I would argue that... I mean, that One that, False Move is fucking great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you've got this great cast, and you've got Raimi, who's like a very good director, but I would argue that it's the script that really sets this oh, up. Oh, yeah. Like, it, this is a very, very writerly movie, this like Tennessee Williams kind of... But that was Billy Bob's like, thing at the time. I know, I, mean, I know. He was, he was just, cranking out all... The, I mean, Sling Blade? Sling mm-hmm. Blade's pretty good. Like, yeah. I mean, people remember the, his performance, and like, it's a parody or whatever, but like, it's a it's a solid, like, Southern... These southern, sort of Southern Gothic drama or whatever. He was supposed to play the Rubisi character. Oh, that would have been better. I think Rubisi's really good in this movie. I of think, all of the characters, I, he's played this character a million times. This is one of my favorite versions of it. I think that's why I think, but I, that's why I think it may be like Billy Bob or somebody would have been better in it. But just because like I've, we've seen Rubisi do this, and yeah. it was kind of this time I was like, I was like, I I like Rubisi often, but then I was kind of like, I don't like your shtick right I mean, now. But I was <laughs> in, I was into it in this mostly because of the way Blanchett plays off him. There's, yeah, there's scenes together where he's like freaking out and she's trying to settle him are very, very moving. I thought they were really sweet. She's flawless. In this she's movie. great. She yeah. is <laughs> so fucking good in this. Yeah. Uh, when's the? I'm sure Kate Blanchett still works, but I just I mean, she's I was, in I, she's stuff in, all the time. She's I'm sure she's constantly. in stuff all the time, but just from, from my, I was just watching this like, oh, right, Kate Blanchett. Yeah. She's fucking great. Yeah, she rules in this. And um, she's like a real... This just would have come a, out the same year as like Lord of the Rings and stuff. Yeah. Right? yeah. No, next what year was Lord of the Fellowship. That well, was 2001. I thought Two had, Towers was 2001. No. 2001 because we were... Oh, no, that's right, because 2002 was I remember we were working at the... I was working at the Metro in 2001, and Harry Potter 1 and Lord of the Rings 1 were both playing in, like, all the theaters. Ah, what a time that was. And the lobby was as crowded as it's ever been. Yep. And it was annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Those theaters were fucked up to clean, too. There was fucking... Some kid puked in in Theater 10 and still that place... (laughs) It probably still stinks. (laughs) It was some sort of weird radioactive puke that they actually (laughs) called in cleaning crews a couple times, and it would not... They'd be like, we did all that we could. We replaced the carpet. We replaced... Place the entire room. Yeah. We can't get rid of it. They it's like pl- a ghost puke. It was seriously. It was for like for like years. Yes. It might still. I don't know. I haven't oh, been wow. there in a while. That kid had been drinking plutonium or something like that. I don't know what the it fuck was, it was. You, it, it was, was like, in the in the atoms of for the like air. maybe a day. It was like we we replaced the carpets and the the walls and you go like yeah it smells okay and then like a day later it's, it's like, like it smells like puke it's in a, there. It's the Seinfeld bo in his car. Yeah. Yes. No, it's exactly. It's the that. same thing. It was literally that. It was the same thing. Uh, the stench. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, that's how I know that when Lord of the Rings came out, it's because of that. Yeah, you're right. But this, I think, this was one of the one of the early kind of star making roles for Kate Blanchett. She was obviously like a big enough quantity sure. to, be a lead, becomes, to be a lead in a movie, but like this yeah. was a, a kind of part of her breakout. It was two years earlier, I think '98, when Elizabeth came out, and mm-hmm. that was like that was like the big one where people were like, I think she'd been in stuff before, but like British sure. TV maybe and stuff. But she was that was the one where she she got an Oscar nomination. Everyone was like, "Fuck Elizabeth." Wow, Kate Blanchett's great. She's awesome in this. Yeah, though. she's really good. It's just um, an, it's just an incredibly likable character that is a, like she brings so much like soul to it. There's a part at the end of the at the end of the movie where um, Giovanni Ribisi says a pretty astonishing thing to her, where he goes like, "You're the, You're soul, the soul of this, this town. town." It totally and works. It works because you've seen the way that she is and the and how decent a person she is. And it's not a and it's not a outwardly performative decency. It's just yeah. like bone deep in the inner performance where you're like just the second she's introduced, yeah. you're like, "I know exactly what this woman's about," and I love it. Yeah, I well, love she's her. a she, what she's a psychic. A psychic. Yeah. She's actually a psychic, but she like just she's got does, a gift. She does readings for people, and her husband had died in some sort of a factory accident. Factory accident. Explosion, and so she's getting money from from that from a settlement from that, but like not a lot, not enough to you know keep her. She has three kids, yeah, and not yeah. not enough. So she she does the the psychic readings, but she doesn't do it for money. Like people donate donate like food to her and stuff. Yeah. So it's very low key. She's like she drives not, Sam Raimi's 
car from the Evil Dead movies. That's right, she does. <laughs> that is the car. It's yeah. a real piece of shit. That car is in almost every one of his movies, yeah. I think. I don't know if it's in every single one, but... Yeah, she's indicated that her this, the level of her poverty is indicated by pretty much the car alone. She's got a her house is like a house. And she, she, fine she, house. I love when she takes the car to, to Giovanni Ribisi and is like, "Can you fix my car?" And, and I can't pay you. And he's like, "No, no, it's fine." You know, that's so sweet. You my only friend. You my only. <laughs> friend. You my only friend. Kate I do like the scene where Giovanni Ribisi goes psycho on the truck when Keanu, on Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Yeah, and he's like, put that he puts is, the gun to his head. He's like, "Shoot me! Shoot do me, it! Do it!" Me. I do like that part. Yeah, that's I like that. That was. That was him over the top part I liked, and then I didn't like the scene with his dad was too much. I think that, that was too much rough. for me. I loved that. I thought that was good. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't hate it. I just was like, I, I don't know. It was just like too much. Too the, much. The Rab- it was like too much Rabisi. But yeah. like a lot of the other stuff, you're right, is pretty good. Like I love but, when he's in the car with her, and he's like, "If you see a blue diamond, does that make you? You know, yeah. like if I was you just see like, a blue oh, diamond, man. do I have to kill myself? Yeah. And he keeps oh, the the stuff with the arc with Rabisi's character, aside from the it's performance, which is very sweaty and intense, but it's really grim, it's really it's unpleasant, really yeah. unpleasant. That's a Billy and Bob, the, Tennessee Williams shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's and, great. The, and he keeps on <laughs> talking about this blue diamond, which you know is going to be revealed, and then he says stuff like. Uh, it starts to get real, real nasty. Where he's just like, like, this is during a point when Kate Blanchett has no time for this too. And yeah. it's like after she her court appearance where she gets taken apart by Michael Jeter, and she's like, <laughs> I'm pretty pretty stressed out right now. I don't have time, buddy. And he's like, Well, uh, why do I jack off when I think about my daddy? Yeah. And he's she's like, Jesus, well, I really don't have time for this. <laughs> and I mean, in her defense, like. She she actually I think feels bad about not being there for him. Oh yeah, in her it really fucking, is a bad time. In her fucking defense, it's a very bad time because she's like essentially like the uh, a psychic witness to Keanu Reeves maybe having murdered his wife. Yeah. Yes. And or, no, his wife, not his wife, but his, his uh, girlfriend. Some, his girlfriend or the no, he already, girl he already, we already know he beats his wife, he beats, Hillary Swank. He beats his wife, and so it really is a terrible time for him to be like, hey, by the way, my problems, and you're like, look, buddy. <laughs> it is a, definitely. I don't know. And then she's it is being, actually a really fucking fucked up problem. Hectored by various townsfolk for being a Satanistic witch. Yep. And uh, and she's being anti- antagonized by Keanu Reeves, who's decided to take out all of his problems on Kate Blanchett alone. Because right. he thinks and his that, wife, she's, obviously. that she's making his wife leave him because he beats the shit out of yeah. his wife. You, you a witch, and you... Poisoning my wife's Mallory spells. Yeah, I do like the scene where where you you brought up with where BC goes off on him, but he's like, "Why don't you mind your business, buddy?" And he goes, he pulls out a crowbar. And he goes, "I intend to." He goes, I intend to. It's and really then he just funny. starts beating the sh- <laughs> yeah, beating the shit like, out of the truck. He goes, he like Keanu Reeves is harassing one of Keanu Reeves. Loath- he's great, loathsome, absolutely one of the oh, most yeah. loathsome people in history. Um, but he's like, he's like harassing Kate Blanchett's little kid. Yeah. He's like, hey, you, would you think if I skinned your mom alive or whatever? It's real yeah. fucked up. And, and then the kid's like, ah. And then Giovanni <laughs> Ribisi just kind of parks his uh, his tow his truck, tow truck yeah. and he's like, everything okay there, little boy? And he goes, he just said that my mom's a witch. And then uh, and he's and gonna, then, he's and gonna then skin Giovanni, us. And Giovanni Ribisi goes. All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's when he picks up. Yeah. He's like, well, guess I'm going to have to do this. And he picks up a crowbar, and yeah. it's, it's really amazing. I love, I absolutely love that scene, because he does that, and then he turns to the kid, and it, you know, it's that kind of scene where you expect the kid to be like, thumbs up, good job, yeah, no, and the, the, kid's kid's go, terrified. the kid is terrified that and runs scary. home. He's like, yeah, that also was terrifying yeah. to the little kid. The, that didn't help this kid. <laughs> I and mean, it, <laughs> And it all, all, it's not the culmination of it, but it, uh, essentially the... <laughs> The life of this man, <laughs> spoiler alert, culminates with this incredibly uncomfortable this incredibly scene. bleak revelation that he's been sexually assaulted by his father. The blue diamond is the tattoo of a diamond on his father's 
belly. Yeah. So yeah. give you an idea of where he's been seeing that. And he and he's like he has set his father partially on fire after whipping him with a belt while he's taped to a chair. And he sets him it, on fire in, in front of Kate Blanchett, who he like who yeah. he did he call and say he like, called oh, her. It's no, bad. no, no. Rabisi's uh, uh, mom called right. her instead of the fucking police. Yeah. And then Kate Blanchett gets her and goes like, "Call the police!" Yeah, call the police for God's sake! And she lights his dad on fire, who I don't think dies, but is like no. burned up. He's, his leg is on away. fire, and at this point, he's pointing at this yeah. diamond. He's like, "You see now? You could have stopped all this. You just fucking listened to me." And she's like, "Well, I was under a lot of stress." And Rabisi gets taken off to the uh, the southern to the, the booby hatch, the southern not hatch, not, not, not <laughs> house. Yeah, I'm sure it's a very. High I mean, quality that, that whole that whole sequence is like. Somebody told you you were going to watch a Billy Bob Thornton script directed by Sam Raimi, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, "Oh That's shit!" True. That scene is very ra- is is Raimi doing Raimi. There's some good Raimi touches in this, but it's he's not, not he's not, not going crazy. But it's no, like, no. And I mean, I think you know, it's not the Spider Man 2's hospital scene, but it's it's pretty good. You know, yeah. it's no, the way the visions are directed are very Raimi esque. He's yeah. doing a lot of tricks and stuff. Uh, uh, but it's also, you know, it's not over the top. But the the plot. I don't want to mm-hmm. praise him for being restrained because I think that sucks. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? But I mean, he is making like it's. I think it was in his classy phase, and he's he's not like selling himself short. I think being more over the top would have been a wrong choice yeah, for yeah. this script. For the I material. just think that it's 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 weird to me when when people want filmmakers to like go like be restrained because that's what a real filmmaker does. And you right. go like, why? Who? What? Exactly. That's what be. You know, two thousand one is a really good movie, but like if only Kubrick hadn't been so Kubricky about yeah. everything in it <laughs> like you know oh yeah it should have been more normal <laughs> uh you know dumb people can't understand this movie as easily so uh can we get some more shot reverse shot in this 2001 what are we fuck. doing here uh but but i mean uh i mean the gift is no 2001 right. but it's the same kind of uh, attitude yeah so you want know, it, it, he does express some restraint in this it's not a spider-man movie it's a classy movie and i think it all a lot of it comes from the script i mean he's directing yeah. the script the right way it should be which is that sometimes it's like insane and then most of the time it's a very yeah. you know sort of restrained southern drama i really, I really like how it's, it's, <laughs> it's not just this it's not just the cast it's in the script it's just like the way that it's all put together there's just a real sense of like life yeah. in this town you really it feels kind of, kind of alive even though it's populated with like every famous person right you know like jk simmons is a sheriff like he, she even <laughs> like she even has like a drinky wine girl buddy it's fucking kim dickens that's right joey stubbs <laughs> you know so like, but it, I don't know. There's just a real. There's like a real atmosphere to everything that that feels lived in. Yeah, yeah. It's a. It's good. I mean, and the well, the plot of the movie is that she is that Katie Holmes is like the she's the, the town slut, but she's like the daughter <laughs> of the of the richest guy in town, yeah. sort of thing. The country club slut. And she's she, she's sleeping with everybody. Yeah. We see her sleeping with the Gary Cole. We see her fucking Gary the, Cole, the prosecutor, in like, a, in like a closet. Yeah, who turns yeah. out to be the prosecutor? And she's apparently later on we find out fucking uh, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Uh, but this is all after she's, and she's disappeared. Greg Kinnear's husband. Greg Kinnear's, Greg Kinnear's wife. Uh, fiance. 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 Yeah. Uh, Greg Kinnear's like the teacher. Yeah. Or school principal or something. One who's of those the, who's the daddy? Do we, uh, I don't know dad? that I don't know his name, but he's a character actor who I fucking recognize, and I can't remember his fucking name off the top of my head. But no. he's one of those guys where you go like, he's the senator in the last Boy Scout. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, that guy. He's like he's one of the, yeah. You go like that guy. No, nobody in this movie for the most part isn't isn't right. that guy. J.K. Simmons is the J.K. Simmons. Yeah, they go. Let's call the sheriff. It cuts. It's J.K. Simmons, and yeah. you know, oh, and okay. he's like, get me Peter Parker. It's I just weird. want you to know before we I not ask my you tempo. To, <laughs> before I ask you to help us with this trial, I don't believe in anything that you do. I think you're a fraud, yeah, and I'm yeah. not going to leave the room and stop saying this stuff while you do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but she does psychic readings, and you know, uh, 
she reads for Hilary Swank, who's uh, the beaten wife of Keanu Reeves, and she's like, you need to go to the, leave him and go to the cops, which isn't like something she's saying because she's a psychic. It's right. something she's saying because, because Hillary Swank has a giant black eye. This woman is clearly being abused and she needs to leave this guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's, you know, it's a real... But she's like, Donnie will kill me if I try to leave him. And she, he is, yeah. he yeah. is the most loathsome person in the history of the world. You maybe want to think about leaving this guy. He is, yeah. and, and, and it is like, I think Keanu Reeves is good in this, but it is like the character is on purpose the most cartoonishly villainous character because... He's a big, fat red herring. Because you're supposed to think he's the guy who killed He's a He's a big, Katie fat Holmes. red herring and a big, fat glaring omission at the end of this movie. Too. Yeah. Yep. yeah, they Huge. don't they don't talk about it. You're like, well, what happens with that guy? Keanu Reeves spends most of this movie threatening to kill... Kate Blanchett and her kids and goes to jail like, I'm gonna cut your fucking kids heads off he's like saying all yeah. this shit and then he goes to jail for a crime he didn't commit and then uh, is presumably released and that's it I mean you just they don't go back to it so what like two days later he comes and kills her whole family what, right. it's like, it could happen yeah yeah because they he, don't deal with it, it it's crazy I mean it's kind maybe of maybe he'll just leave I feel town. like I thought of that and I feel like it's okay the movie doesn't deal with it because the plot that we were watching has been summed up and it's not yeah. necessary but that did cross my mind like last night I'm like hey wait what about that Keanu Reeves character? He's just gonna go it's, kill all those people. It's kind of all of a piece, though, with just the like the way that the movie works. Works what it's doing. It's like oh, this is there's a lot of loose ends in this town, you yeah. know. Like Ugh. shit does shit stays buried or bad things happen, and they just stay out there in the open for a long time. Like the whole thing with Buddy and his dad. You well, know what I mean? It's a Billy Bob Thornton script, yeah. so that's what's gonna happen. She may be the soul of this <laughs> town, but the moral of this movie is she needs to move out of this fucking town. <laughs> yeah, there's like it's not can. all. There are some people in this town who aren't loathsome monsters, <laughs> but. <laughs> It's right. mostly loathsome monsters yeah. who are screaming that she's a witch and shit like that. Um, but Katie Holmes has disappeared. She has a vision of Katie Holmes like floating above her with in chains, mm-hmm. dripping water. Oh, did you guys get to the to the part where uh, the, the first vision that she has of Katie Holmes when she's in Craig Kinnear's office? Was one oh, of my right, favorite, right. One of my she, favorite yeah, parts yeah, in the whole movie. Because Katie Holmes and Greg Kinnear are there, and she's like, she's like, like, hey, can you read our fortunes? Like a real snob, and she's like, she's like, no. And then she like, her, it's like her feet. Or she looks down. There's now water she sees a feet. pencil her, rolling down, yeah, yeah, rolling down, down the desk, and it goes into slow motion. And this is incredible. Like the pencil kind of like falls off the desk, and then you see this huge shadow go across Kate Blanchett's face. Like the way Sam Raimi kind of does these visions yeah. is restrained, but also incredibly stylistic at the same time. It's not time. Evil Dead too, but it is a guy. No. It is a it is a film made by a guy who is it's uh, a like, like Zemeckis yeah. where you're like oh oh here and you kind of smile and go ooh here's the here's Raimi's tricks and yeah. like he's gonna but, do but some like stuff. The, she follows this pencil down to the to the ground and with all these kind of like flourishes and when it gets down you see that her feet are like bare covered in mud yeah. and then and then the carpet's wet and that's all she sees and then she's and then Katie, and then Katie Holmes like sees that she was booting is like what did you see something bad she's like oh no because no. <laughs> she doesn't know what it is yeah she doesn't know like she's got this a bad gonna, feeling about it but it's it's, no, it's not an exact science I mean wet feet doesn't mean murdered person necessarily but she's, she's probably I mean, well anyway she turns up good. she turns up disappeared next time she sees her is like in her bathroom or in her bed or something and then outside floating above her dripping water and chains and she that's is amazing like, i gotta go to the cops and tell them that, that i she's saw dead. this and well, she's, while she's feeding her dog milk directly out of her glass <laughs> yeah <laughs> really gross she's got a she's got a she, kate, uh, kate, kate blanchett also has a lot of great shirts in number this one mom oh, dinosaur shirt mom. there's, a, there's another one i can't remember there's she has a handful of great shirts in this movie though she has a shirt that um, says bull shirt on it yeah <laughs> Uh, but she she <laughs> goes to the, sit on it. Yeah, she goes to the the cops and is like, "Hey, uh, I think she's dead and she's drowned somewhere. Here's what I saw." And they they 
figure out like, oh, it's got to be in this pond. That happens to be on Keanu Reeves', Keanu Reeves property. property. Yeah. So they so they go there and they when he's gone, when he Keanu Reeves is away fishing or hunting or something, yeah. they like go there to dredge the, he's squirrel, dredge the he's pond. Squirrel hunting. He pro- it, 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 is, it is indicated that while Keanu Reeves is harassing Kate Blanchett. Uh, Kate Blanchett calls the cops on him, and the cop shows up. And is like, I'm actually that guy's best buddy. Yeah. We squirrel hunting guys. He runs a little hot, but I can't see him doing none of this shit. You're yeah. like, right. you can't really. Fuck yeah. you. Have you met this guy? Seriously. Yeah. Uh, Fuck off. Uh, but it's very of a piece of like in Billy Bob Thornton's South, though. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's very it, frustrating. It fits. It fits with his other stuff for sure. Uh, but uh, so they go there. They're dredging. They don't. They're not finding anything all day. Uh, Keanu Reeves shows back up and is pissed off and um, uh, is going to fight everybody. That. He punches. He decks Hillary he, Swank in front of everybody. He decks Kate Blanchett, right? He punches Kate Blanchett in the stomach. Yeah. Right. Oh, and then I he, think he shoves Hillary Swank. Yeah, or and he punches like her that. in the stomach. It's fucking it's brutal. Really, it's really nice. And then, right. So you'd think at the very least, even if he does get out of jail right. for the murder, she could go like, well, guess what? You're going back to court for right. punching I mean, me in the stomach in, in front of a in police front of officer. Cops. Yeah. Several but, police officers. But instead of filing charges against for uh, for that, uh, they find they do find Katie Holmes' dead body He's right like, then. I, I didn't do it. I didn't do he it. Didn't do I didn't do that. You know he didn't do it. But you also know the movie has set, set up this guy to be such an asshole that you're kind of like, yeah. well, I mean, he, I, we all know he didn't do it because the movie's not over yet. But he should still go to jail because he sucks, I guess. Yeah. I know that's how the judicial system works, and it's not how it should work. But, uh, you know, yeah, send this I can guy think to, of a few people who should go to jail just for being shitty. Send, send I, like, guy, I, I do like to think that they, they don't talk about it in the movie, but maybe they were like, well, he's he's innocent of this murder, but we going to keep him in here. He's, yeah. he's a real asshole. <laughs> we going to keep him in here we for a little while. keep him in here for the rest he, of his life. He run a little hot, but <laughs> but uh, but we going to keep him in here. There are plenty of squirrels for him to hunt in here. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so there's whole trials. Yeah, there's Michael a whole Jeter trial. eats her alive on the stand. Yeah, and Keanu Reeves also doesn't do well on the stand. No, he he comes off as a bit of a hothead. <laughs> he, he basically <laughs> Keanu Reeves. It's not quite there, but he's basically like, it's chow now, you idiot. Chow <laughs> now, kill you. About, how do we feel about Keanu's accent? Kill in this all movie? you. Eh. For, for Keanu Reeves, a plus. All right. Yeah. I think I would well, say I'm, I'm there's predisposed a little, to have nothing ill to say about Keanu. I would Reeves. say I I would say I do uh, I do like him in this movie. Mm-hmm. His accent's not I would say his accent's not perfect or great, but it is a better performance than uh, Devil's Advocate. Than, uh, well, no, no, I was gonna say better than Bram Stoker. Um, Bram Stoker well. and, and Bram Stoker's Dracula and Much Do About Nothing, which Oof. I think are my two least favorite Keanu Reeves performances because he's you're like yeah he's really don't trying, do the British he's really thing. trying and don't do it <laughs> if you ever want to see like if the how bad it can get with keanu reeves and a southern accent you have the devil's advocate but devil's advocate is, is fun too it so. is a, it at least is that movie ridiculous. is big and stupid yeah. yeah but he's i'm from the south I'm from the south mama i gonna go I think, to triola i think he's better and i think he gets out better in this one and he's really leaning into just being like the worst person yeah yeah on he's the, he on the planet and fun. so you, you don't ever think like this guy's giving a bad <laughs> accent or something you just think like holy shit yeah. someone please put this guy in jail <laughs> Yeah, and that's in that scene with uh, Derek Jeter, where uh, <laughs> where he's dressing him down. It is she. He does. It is like very emotional, and he's being really mean to her. And but it's but it, you get the feeling because like after it's done, Gary Cole's like, "Yeah, what the jail? It's an open and shut case." Like so, it was like G- the only thing Jeter could do was like be an asshole to her, but it did nothing to harm the case at all. Yeah. Even though she kind of technically chokes, because then he flips out and is like, "Well, yeah, I was fucking her, and I did see her the night she disappeared, but I didn't kill her." And you're like, <laughs> "I'm well, guilty of being mean, a lot of things. Look, look, a bad <laughs> husband, 
a bad Christian, <laughs> but I ain't murdered that lady. Yep, basically. <laughs> and then, and then, and then you're like, well, I mean. They did find her in your place. So. It's pretty bad. And oh, and, <laughs> that's not and even that's not even a real pond. It's just his chaw juice pit. <laughs> wow. And there's Yum. also there's also a part where th- this is a, a pretty bad case for Keanu because there's an eyewitness of him slapping Katie Holmes, getting an argument yeah. with Katie Holmes, and yeah. slapping her like minutes before At the local she, watering the hole. The same night, like it's bad. And it's he's bad like, for him. He's like, oh yeah, and then I took her home, but then she said, take me back to that place, and I'm gonna take and I'm gonna go. So he so he slaps her she leaves with him then yeah. he drops her back off at his car her car and then he leaves which turns out to be true yep and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and, and Lumberg's like uh so you beat her, you beat her up and he's like well i wouldn't say i beat her up and he's like well you're the expert and he's like oh <laughs> shit yeah of course gary cole is also fucking katie has holmes. anybody seen my bigger knife nobody wasn't the only person in town who wasn't fucking katie holmes in this movie was her fiance yeah. greg kinnear even kate blanchett, Blan- was, Kate blanchett was fucking yeah <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the scene where she sees, uh, and she doesn't actually have to use her psychic powers for this at all. She just walks in on uh, her fooling around with with, uh, with Katie, Gary Cole. with Gary with Lumberg, and he's like, uh, "Ooh, we're, we, you know, we don't have a whole lot of time." And she goes, I "Guess you're just gonna have to fuck me fast, yeah. then, aren't you?" Which is I mean, the thing that's I that's what love. everybody wants to hear. I do love it when, <laughs> when that's the option. I think okay, because that's we what's gonna happen. Get this over with. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Because guess what? <laughs> Thank God you said that. <laughs> uh, um, let me no, tell you about, no, 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 let, let me tell you no, why on, my middle name is low bar hold on let's sit let's sit with that for let's just sit with that for a second ladies okay all right that's good that's enough time that's enough time um what but lumberg lumberg fucks her fast and uh and then, and then keanu reeves goes to jail uh for murdering her although he didn't do it mm-hmm. and then is it is it at this point it's r- around the same time uh, Giovanni Ribisi like burns his dad up and gets yeah. Then, gets then taken that away. sort of takes the plot over for a that, little while. That goes, but then he gets taken away. Then it's back to what Kate Blanchett still seeing her ghost, and yeah. she's like Giovanni Ribisi's like, in the booby hatch. Do it. And then J.K. Simmons is like, oh, so now we gotta what? Now we have to find a, who did Katie do it. Hol- Katie Holmes's ghost, or or possibly a vision, we can't really tell, uh, shows up for Kate Blanchett and says, "Fuck you!" And she's like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh." Yeah, that's not good. She's still mad. That can't uh, I think, be good. I think we did something wrong here. Yeah. Uh, but also, while this is happening, there's a sort of romance budding between uh, Kinnear and Kate Blanchett. A little bit, uh, yeah. Because Kinnear is the distraught uh, fiance who's who's. Uh, and he's always been very nice to Kate Blanchett. He's always been very nice to Blanchett. So he clearly did it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. clearly Greg Kinnear it's, did it. It's hard to. It's hard. It's like hard to pick any other character who it could be right you know because gary like, holds it's a not, red herring it's not keanu reeves it's yeah. definitely not gary cole because he's barely in it and even then she goes to his house and he's kind of like i didn't do it and you're like yeah this guy didn't do it i don't yeah. seem he's like i the, did it he's not in the movie enough right. Giovanni Ribisi didn't do it because he's in the booby hatch right uh you and, know you know that she like so, che- cheats on greg kinnear all the time and stuff like that so yeah. there's your motive so anyway i mean it's all leading up to that it's very good yeah it's all good i think kinnear and kate blanchett are both really good in this but the, it's just the, it's all leading up to the mystery isn't like, the point of the movie it's yeah. all atmosphere and yeah. like i mean that's you know. not the good the mystery is the, the story is the plot right and you but you you know you know it's kinnear yeah <laughs> and it all leads to to him he, he's like starting to get more and more convinced of her powers yeah. and he i don't know if he's got so much of a plan here but at the end it's kind of like hey maybe we can really find out who uh, we, let's just wrap this thing up we'll, we'll go out to the pond where the body was found and maybe you can finally figure it out she's like fine i think that his plan his plan is like Either she is, she's full of shit, 
and he's just going to not kill this lady, yeah. or she actually does know, and, and he's, he's going to have to kill her. this lady. Yeah. yeah. It's so like either Harrison way, he's like, Let's... with Michelle Pfeiffer. It's like if you yeah. don't, if you don't figure it out, it's then a, great. It's almost exactly the same character. It's a guy who, for most of the movie, is a nice guy who yeah. then goes like, actually, I did kill that other girl. I don't really want to kill you either, but I'm going to have to yeah. because you know, uh, don't I'm tell the jail. dean. Yeah. He's also a, he's also a teacher. <laughs> yeah. That crusty uh. dean has been responsible for so many misunderstandings <laughs> that led to murder. Seriously. Um, but yeah, what a stuffed shirt he is. Uh, you know, that's that's the plot, and then it ends with them going to the. Well, I mean, it ends thing, it ends when Greg Kinnear tries to kill her, mm-hmm. but he's interrupted. They do yeah. one last red herring. Oh, where she's, where she's the, sort of seeing visions of her death. Is that where we have the? Is that where we have the full vision of the? Katie, where the Katie Holmes. Yeah, we get to see the reveal scene. of like him murdering Katie yep. Holmes. Because then it goes because he's the one who picks her up, and then she's like flirty with him by the truck, and she's or he's like, take off your shirt, and so she he takes says, off take her off shirt, all your take clothes. off all your clothes, and so she's just naked on the dock yeah. outside. Like, it's weird, and he's she's like he, she she's afraid, and he's like, well, you fuck everybody else, but not me, basically. Molly pointed this out to me too. It was a classic classic abuser shit where they get mad at you for being scared of them. Oh, yeah, what are you, what are you right. afraid of? And he's yeah, like hitting yeah. her, and she's like, "Fuck you, you pussy!" And yeah. takes her takes her wedding ring off and throws it in the lake. It looks like a pretty gaudy wedding she's ring too. Like, like she's hey, like, come on now. I only want to marry you because my dad said to. Yeah, my daddy yeah. likes you. Yeah, yeah. There's one part when she kisses her dad on the lips too. It's also very creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's she's a, a south, trouble. She's a troubled character. That's a south for you. Yeah. Hey, daddy. <laughs> well, anyway, Greg, Greg Kinnear tries to kill Kate Blanchett at this point. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kate Blanchett. He can tell that Kate Blanchett. No, it's pretty, it's it's not necessarily funny, but it was like very much like she's doing the shifty eyes, and he's like, "You know, don't you?" She's like, "No, I don't. I don't know nothing. Go, let's just go home." And he's like, "Yeah, you know." And then he and then but like, well, Kate Blanchett see has, here. has seen a couple visions. It's all sort of like ramshackly coming together in her head, but she sees one in one vision, like uh, Giovanni Ribisi's face. Yeah. And she's like, oh, maybe Giovanni Ribisi's going to be the one that kills It's like me. a last-minute red herring. Last-minute red herring thrown in there. And then uh, Greg <clears throat> Kinnear's got his flashlight that she's seen him kind of like about to pummel her with. And then right at the moment when the flashlight's about to come down on her, Giovanni Ribisi pops up. Yeah. And she's also seen him kind of lurking outside yeah. her house and stuff. But then she's like, buddy, where are you? And, she's done, and he's gone. There's an explanation for this. Uh, so, so Gio Ravani Rabisi stops the uh, the flashlight from coming down, and then clubs Kranier on the head. Yeah. Helps her take the body they put uh, in to the, the car. They put in the trunk, the trunk from Evil Dead. Yeah, the trunk from Evil Dead. <laughs> and go, and they they go to the cops, and they and then they're driving home, and he's like, "You just go in and go in today." I wait here, and she's Cops like, "You know, you're... without me, <laughs> I love you." And she's like, "Aren't you supposed to be in? Uh, aren't you supposed to be in like, the Looney Bin?" And he's escaped. like, "I escaped. I'm free then, now." Yeah, and he's like, "She's like, you know, you're." gonna have to go back because we're gonna have to talk about this and he's like i know i know it she, you she, the soul of this city she goes in tells the cops they come back out and he's gone yeah and you're and like just oh thinks, he ran off she just thinks yeah. he escaped he done, and helped he her, done yeah. runt off yeah mm-hmm. he run off he r-u-n-r-u-n-o-f-t <laughs> uh and then uh and then she's like she's like you know hashing out the stuff that happened with uh jk rowling and uh <laughs> and uh and she's like i keep telling you uh, Buddy helped. Buddy was actually the guy that uh, hit him no, on the head. No, he couldn't. Him. She's have. like, no, he didn't. He, and she's like, yes, he did. He's like, no, he didn't. He, he killed. All right, I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I've been stringing you along this long. <laughs> he did, in fact, kill himself in the uh, in the mental hospital yeah. a while she's ago. She's like, oh shit, it yeah. was a ghost. And it was a ghost that helped her. 
Good ending. So it was a, so it was a good ghost. Well, it was the, even like a helpful f- ghost, like in our coming back around to our first movie. Yeah. And then I guess he went up to heaven. <laughs> With super ghost powers, too. Yeah, yeah. I also like, and, and in this case, he totally killed himself and still got to be like a, a good ghost and possibly go to heaven for all we know. Yeah. So really set yourself free, everybody. <laughs> you become basically a superhero. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Do not listen to Travis. <laughs> Do not kill yourself. Especially if you're a Patreon subscriber. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, but, but no, it actually has a really touching ending that, that, that kind of got me choking up a little bit when they go back to um, her dead husband's yeah. gravestone. And then all three of her boys and her just hug in this yeah. beautiful shot. Well, and it was a whole thing throughout the movie where her one, her one uh, boy, the older boy, was like, well, you never talk about daddy or whatever. He, he, you know, she never, since the accident, he doesn't, she doesn't want to talk about it. She doesn't want to think about how he died and stuff. And you'd only see him in pictures. And she's clearly, it's clearly very traumatic for everybody. Um, the, the main kid, the kids are okay. I, I wish they were better. There's no Lucas Black in right. one of the roles. There, there isn't really that kind of role here but either. But it's like, though. I wish that the ma- the older kid yeah. was just like a slightly, I was kind of, because you, you see that and go like, and it just makes me think of Luke, how good Lucas Black is yeah. in Sling Blade. <laughs> Because uh, it's the same, you know, essentially the same milieu. These guys, they could live down the street from these people. I wouldn't be surprised if there was like a lot more stuff that just kind of got sliced out, yeah, you know, yeah. just to make this move a little faster. But it, but it works. I mean, but it works because you get you get what they're doing with. The, and then, by, yeah. so by the end of the movie, she's kind of come around to like, yeah, he he had her son has the pictures we gotta of move her dad, on from and then our she, trauma. so then she goes and talks to. Yeah, exactly. You know. it's, it's very, but it's very moving. It's yeah. a very yeah. good scene. And, and, and that's, that's the that's, end. Yeah. And both that and and what lies beneath end in gra- at graveyards. Yeah. yeah, it really really leaves you on this kind of tender moment where you're like, God damn. Yeah. Ghost just ends in the graveyard of Tony Goldwyn's career. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> that's not true. He no, he was of, in Legends of the Fall after stuff. that. Yeah. Oh fuck, no, that's not him. <laughs> Shit. Son of a bitch. Well he's in blink. He was in blink. No. God fuck. damn it. Jesus what Christ. the fuck is Tony he, Goldwyn he's, in? He's Aiden Quinn's son. <laughs> or he's that Aiden Quinson. Who's the Aiden Quinn's dad? <laughs> Anthony Quinn. <laughs> is that Aiden, is that Aiden Quinn's dad? I don't uh, believe so. Dad, I don't think Anthony so. Anthony Quinn is Aiden Quinn's dad. Is he? I think. Uh, I don't know. N- like because Aiden Quinn's very Irish. I'm not gonna look it up. <laughs> I really, I really don't think this is a thing. I'm curious to find out. But I, I mean, I am too. But I mean, I do. But well, anyway, that's, so that's you got any quotes? That's the gift. Uh, all right. I'll get to quotes. Um. <laughs> I always like these scenes where, and it always happens in cars for some reason, but this is like the third or fourth time in one of these movies that a kid has asked a, a parent what a, a sex act is. Yeah. And there's one in this where a kid goes, Mama, what does fuck mean? It was in one of the Clint Eastwood One rope, of the Clint Eastwood yeah. ones and, and uh, at least one other one too. Yeah. Uh, what does fuck mean? She goes, it's a bad word for something nice. <laughs> I was like, what a nice lady she he's, is. He's not Anthony Quinn's son. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony uh, Quinn, you are not the father. There's a Keanu Reeves gets to say some real, real bad stuff, like immediately too. Like the moment that his character oh, yeah. pops on there, he's like, he's like, you bitch, you ain't no better than a Jew or an N word. Yeah, <laughs> like, God, yeah, and like that's like his third line. It's or like something. it's like nice. this guy is is abusive and a monster and racist. <laughs> yeah, he's he's the he's the worst person. Uh. Oh yeah, and this is this is another thing that Keanu Reeves had said to uh, I think a, a, a witness, possibly a police officer or something like that. That it was like bad bad case for Keanu Reeves here, where he's, he's like, who who scratched you? How'd you get those scratches yeah. on your arms? And he goes, stray cat. 
she didn't like it when I killed her. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn, dude. Didn't, didn't you say <laughs> that three. a stray cat, that she didn't like it when you killed her? He's like, yeah, but I, I mean... I meant a real cat. I was joking, because, uh, look, I didn't kill that girl that I said I killed. Shit. This looks bad, doesn't it? Whoa. Well, I like to think Keanu Reeves gets out of jail and then is immediately killed by uh, Sling Blade, who's got like a lawnmower <laughs> blade, and he's like, "I'm gonna kill you." Takashi Blade. I'll just go right back to the mental asylum. It's fine. All right, I'm gonna go straight to that lady's house and murder her and her kids. <laughs> I'm gonna have to no, kill you for saying that. No, you're not. <laughs> he cuts open his head. Gravy, if you care for it, stirs the brains around a little. God. It's got peckers in it. It's got peckers in it. Uh, yeah, and then there's a part where Keanu Reeves on on the stand during a trial. Uh, they they ask why Katie Holmes was fooling around with a shitty redneck like him, and she goes, "She said I was the only man in town who knew how to fuck." And you're like, I believe that. I believe that. Yeah. I believe, from what I know about that character, and from I what I know that. about Greg Kinnear, that man does not know how that to fuck. Greg Kinnear's a real Travis vote. <laughs> uh, low bar to Kinnear. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, ratings. Three and a half Judds. Mm. A very sturdy movie. Very, very well crafted. Mm-hmm. Economical. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, better, I just... Better, along with two other movies that were the opposite of economical yeah. in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I really love the atmosphere and all the performances are so good. I just thought that this was like... After watching the last two, which I thought were just kind of messy as much as I enjoyed parts of them, I was like, oh, this is a real fucking ghost movie, you know? A good story, just a crackling good story. Yeah. Uh, like a good novel. I'll give it one and a half Douglases for Fuck Me Fast and Katie Holmes' boobs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm going to give it uh, 10 out of 10 disgusting Keanu Reeves rednecks, man. What a... Yeah, it was fucking horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm also I'm also gonna go three and a half juds. All these I gave them all three and a half juds. Wow, this was a, this was a fun assignment. I enjoyed all, all these three movies. and a half vote over yeah. here. Well, the next one's gonna be rough. We'll get to that. Oh boy, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give it two and a half Douglases just because. In addition to being famous, that is some real. Uh, Needless nudity. It's gratu- it's, it's very, some it's of the most gratuitous gratis. nudity that you'll ever see. <laughs> yeah. He just goes get naked. There's no reason she her body could just be naked because usually killers strip bodies naked. Right. And throw them. Like, it's we don't even need weird. to really see it. Yeah. It's super weird, mm-hmm. and it's and it's even just as weird now. Where you're like, what? You told her to get naked in the fucking dock, and she yeah. said, yeah, okay. And then you see her throughout the whole movie like that. And it's know. also I mean, weirdly, her dead body comes up, you know, naked, and she's float, you know. So it's weirdly out of place just in Raimi's filmography too. Yeah. Like, Raimi's one of those directors who's, like, intensely good at all of this stuff, and you're like, has he met a woman? Has he ever kissed a girl? <laughs> you know, kind of like Edgar Wright, where you're like, I don't know if this guy's ever met a real girl. Yeah, Spiel- Spielberg's got that quality. Well, well. A little oh, bit. Absolutely. A little bit, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to give it uh 10 out of 10 uh, red herring lake bicycles, because mm. yep. they find a bike in the lake seconds before they find <laughs> yeah. the body. Nope, just a bike. Well, we've been here all day. All we found is a bike. Keanu Reeves hey, is like, Keanu I didn't Reeves. kill that bike. Hold on. That bike, all right? Hold on. Stop punching people in the stomach. What did you find? Oh, we found a dead body. <laughs> Never mind. Good thing you showed up. It uh, helped a little. Can I keep this bike? <laughs> hey, Chief, can I keep this bike? It still works parts. Put it it's back, Donnie. Speed. Put it back in the swamp. Oh, dang it. Never get it to belongs keep to history now. Never get to keep nothing from these guys. It belongs in a museum. <laughs> so do you. Daniel, you come out here and dredge this goddamn Come on swamp up here, dredge this swamp for me now. Come on. Call dang. <laughs> uh, uh, three and a half Judds. I dug it. 
Uh, I liked it a lot. I remember the first time I watched it when it first. It seems came minor, out, but that's ki- what I, I liked about like, it. Eh, I don't know. I think I was like wanting it to be splattery or something. Yeah. But then watching it now, years later, I was like, "This is really solid. It's really good. I like it just, just felt like a good like like you were saying. This is a good story, but it's like a good yarn. Like this would yeah. be a good novel. The gift. It's oh, in this what's real this? minor a key, air, and I a think a good that kind that of airport novel. It. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and Kate Blanchett is so Kate Blanchett is great. And Ramy's. I mean, Ramy's is again like. He's holding back from doing. It's like not Evil Dead movies or whatever. It's not every trick right. in the book, but it's it's a good mix. And I think the this the Billy Bob script is great. Yeah, you know, and all the characters and just the fact that they it was at that point where they're like, yeah, we can get everybody in Hollywood to play yeah. even the smallest role. Show up in this. for a week. It's kind of cool, you yeah. know. Even our beloved Jeanette Desatel. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and I'm gonna go two and a half, like basically for the same reason. It's it's. Katie Holmes' character is very is very uh, slutty before she's murdered, and then the the nude scene she's is sensual. And, and once she's naked, then she gets like abused. Yeah, and then and it's yeah, and the and the and the naked scene is extremely gratuitous. So it's very much yeah. a, a Douglasy thing where you're like, this didn't need this didn't need to actually be in the movie, but there it's it really is. Weird. And since neither of you did it, I'm gonna I'm just going for a two out of two, Katie Holmes. Ah, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. yes. Man, Good sorry, job, everybody. Good job. <laughs> Legend. Two. It's a legendary stuff. It is like yeah. It is something that the movie. It, I, that was the most the thing that the movie was most famous for at the time. Yeah. I remember that was all anybody talked about, and then it's like, oh yeah. It's a <laughs> tiny part of the movie, a tiny gratuitous part of an actually very good movie. <laughs> yeah. We did it. Yeah. We made all it right. through. We're, we're not. We're not we're done, done yet. To, we're not too scared. Some of us are we all we're still alive. None of us are ghosts yet. Are not we? yet. Okay. We're not done no. yet though. We're not done yet. We have actually <laughs> a, oh, shit. a special thing. Yeah, we got open this package from We got uh, a package from Cody, Cody Downs. Downs. He gave me a little bit of a spoiler actually okay. uh in email. Well, so it's actually I think it's some it's specifically it's specifically mat- addressed to me. It is specifically the well some of it is anyway. I mean, we're going to open it on here anyway. So I know that one of the things is specific to you. No, I got it. I got it. Um Oh, it is a lot of packaging. What is it here? Oh, dog treats for my dog. <laughs> dog treats? Hey, these are, no shit, these are exactly the kind of dog treats I buy for her anyway. Wow. Good job, Cody Downs. I'm going to want some of those. The peanut butter hearts. Newman's she loves own. these. Yeah. They yeah. have them at the Bartels. No, no, it's, no, it's good. They're New, great. Newman's Fun own. fact about dog treats, they're not poisonous for people. You can totally, <laughs> you people can, totally can have some. Too. Mel Gibson uses them to stop smoking. Wow. <laughs> In Lethal Weapon? Yeah. Lethal, in Lethal 3, he's What's eating this? dog treats. This, let's see what this is. It's Uh-oh. some kind of pin. I can't see Uh-oh. the inside. Uh-oh. Uh oh, holy cow! There's a lot of packaging here. No, it's good. It's good. <laughs> this is good. T- this is good radio right here. A little crinkling and crackling. I'm gonna cut the shit out of this. This is so fun. Oh man, check this shit out. Okay, it's like a fake badge from the rookie, <laughs> and it has Eastwood. Wow. And that, Sheen's oh, pictures on it. Cody, let us know. Is that actual swag from the from this the, has from to be actual movie? swag? That's it so says fun. copyright 1990 Warner Brothers <laughs> gotta, Inc. on it. We gotta put a picture. Of yeah, that we gotta post Instagram. a picture of that. That's okay, that's cool. We won't post a picture of the dog treats. They're Newman owns Newman's own dog treats. You know, you get it. Well, a Blu-ray. There's a money order for Scarecrow video. Awesome. A donation uh, to Scarecrow. Cody. Give that to you, Kev. Twenty five uh, bucks. After, I want after, a piece of that. A day after recorded a day after video store day. Thank you. And there's Thank a you Blu-ray, so an Arrow Blu-ray of the stuff. Nice. Wow. Awesome. This may be a donation for the store as yeah, well. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it to Can the I store. Can I borrow that before you take it? Absolutely. To the store? Great movie. And this looks like is this on your list. Oh yeah. Well, that's not on the list, but it's on my list, my personal list. Yeah, yeah. This is a, this movie, this stuff is great. This would appear to be a framed photo of some kind. Yeah, that's what I thought when I when I saw the package. I was like, this is a. I hope it's me. A picture. <laughs> it's a picture of Travis. <laughs> Fuck me fast! Oh it's no, it's a it's a it's a still photo from the rookie. Wow, it's a Holy couple shit. rookies. 
uh, where it's from the rape scene. It's where, where oh, Sonia no. Braga is sexually assaulting Clint Eastwood. Oh, oh. I guess it's been a while since I watched The Rookie. But it's framed and it's kind of easy. It's a still. Wow. That is awesome. Holy shit. We got to post pictures of these when if Absolutely. when we finally do The Rookie, I guess. We got to do that on we're the gonna Patreon ha- we're gonna soon. Have to, we're going to have to talk The Rookie at some point. Oh, I don't have to, yeah. We have one Patreon coming already, but uh, after yeah, yeah, that, yeah. we'll have to do The Rookie. All right. Mm. We're going to have to now. Uh, what are we doing next time? Uh, next On the next Suspense is Killing Us. <laughs> oh, God. We got, we're doing... We've been talking... We've actually oh, been no. talking Tarantino on our Patreons, and we've got... Uh, we had did from dusk till dawn, and the next one that will be up after this episode will be uh, we'll, we'll be talking grindhouse. That's right. So actually, uh, you know, we've been holding off on this one for a while, but we're gonna do uh, our Tarantino knockoffs episode. Things to do in Denver when you're dead. Two days in the valley and suicide, suicide kings. kings. So it's suicide kings. This is gonna be a rough one. I'm actually kind of excited because I'm curious. Just I haven't revisited any of these since the '90s when I saw them originally. So, and this will be... Some real early Charlize Theron. I'm telling yep. you... I think it's her first or second movie. We are going to be really hating life. <laughs> it's going to be the I opposite. These were, these th- I really yeah. enjoyed all three of these movies, and I feel like this is going to be... <laughs> you're going to be paying for it now. Yeah. Yeah, well, payback's a bitch. Can't win them all. <laughs> and she's in heat. <sighs> so... Follow us on Twitter, uh, Letterboxd. Subscribe to our Patreon. Subscribe to our Patreon. We got mm-hmm. all kinds of good stuff. That uh, Grindhouse episode is going to be another big epic one. Mm-hmm. And if we get another... We are up to 65, and if we get to 75, we are going to do five yeah. diplomas. I started reading that book the other day. Including including, including the, the book, book which I gotta, I'm that gonna we have all to, will I'm gonna, have to read. I'm going to crank out. Crank, out, it's, crank it out sometime. <laughs> it's, it's really <laughs> short. I read. I read like... For about forty minutes the other day, and it like on my Kindle, it has like how far you yeah. are in the book. And it's twenty five percent. I've like, I seriously. Oh like, yeah, yeah. I'm, but, I'm, but I'm, I'm barely I'm ex- literate. I'm, I'm expecting I'm expecting to burn through it pretty quick. But Travis Travis learned how to read last week. So <laughs> right, right. He'll have I just trouble. learned that cat is spelled with a C, which is weird. <laughs> no, really. Yeah. So you always thought, thought it was it, tat t a t. Did you think no, it was cat, pronounced okay. Catty Holmes this whole time? I yeah. <laughs> That's mm. cute. I'm learning a lot. <laughs> it's pretty it's late in the game. It's pretty late seat. in the game to learn how to read. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I gotta geez. tell you, it's harder now. Oh. Uh, yeah. So that's it, everybody. Uh, um, yeah. Thanks, thanks, Cody. Thanks for all the swag. Thank you, Cody. Um, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks to all our Patreons. Everybody who's listening to this who isn't a Patreon, get on that. We get to seventy-five. We're gonna do a bunch of De Palma talking again. And there's lots of good shit on there already. Absolutely. There's tons, tons of, of and shit. there's tons of great stuff on there already. So four fifty. Special thanks to from me to Cody Downs for the dog treats and the rookie shit. That yeah. is awesome. Yeah. That was that was specifically format. Mm. But also we got the stuff in the the donation to Scarecrow Video, the greatest uh, video store in the world. Fucking awesome. Just did a eight hours of a telethon. Send us stuff too. We yes, like we, seriously. We like it when people send us send stuff. Send us stuff. You can you can address it to Scarecrow Video. Uh, I'll, I'm still there almost every day, so I'll I'll get it. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, until next time, the suspense is killing us. Bye. Bye. Boo. Still more.